Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm excited to be here tonight. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> I was even singing to you guys earlier, though you don't know that. It's probably a good thing you don't know that. All right, so let's get started. Guys, the number to call in if you would like to call in and read and share tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646 595 Three nine six five. If you'd like to call in and read tonight, we have some announcements to go over. So let's get to that. I want to thank everybody who has been excited and asking questions about the Blackout Poetry Summer Challenge, and I'd like to cheer the heck out of Annie Tillery Waldo for being the first person to post her Blackout poem on my page for the summer. And remember, there are prizes involved in this. You guys just don't know how cool the prizes are. You would be like jumping for joy obnoxiously if you knew. But anyway, Annie's winning because, well, she's the only one who's posted her so far. So hang tight. I will be giving you some more, more information on that if you're not uh, sure of what exactly that entails or you're hearing about it for the first time or you just weren't paying attention the other times. <laughs> Again, I want to give a big shout-out to all of my daily haiku posters. Uh, it's been pretty cool watching all of those. And, uh, again, you know, Eric Sheldon just bloomed away. Uh, just did a whole bunch of them. It was crazy. And Jimmy and and Michael and Dave Kuhn. And uh, it's pretty cool. Dave has sent me some to go over for him and kind of pick some out, and and then he'll be able to choose which ones he wants out of the ones I pick out uh, to post and submit to the Haiku Journal. So if you want more information on – I did kind of prodded him to do that, but – so if you want more information on this, on how to submit your haikus you've been writing to this journal, just shoot me a message and let me know, and I'll get that to you. All right, so daily haikuers, you know, even if you miss a day and jump right back in, I appreciate that because it's exactly what you're supposed to do. I want to thank you guys, all of you, for posting them on my page and for tagging me. Please keep that up. All right. So I posted, just a FYI, I posted a number of poetry journals, both print and online, paid and unpaid, that are accepting submissions, including the Haiku Journal, on my Facebook page. So please go check those out. You may have to scroll down a little, and uh, I'll be posting some more soon. We have a couple dates coming up over the summer where we are going to need to post, uh, where we'll be running a couple workshops. So if you're interested in putting together a workshop with us and we can get that scheduled, that would be awesome. Um, but uh, you know, you can do your workshop. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. You can pre-record your workshop on your computer and send it to me. You can do it pre-recorded by me calling you and setting up a conference call, just uh, and then uh, 
setting it for you. I can, I can help you record it like that. Or you can do it live or a combination of all of those. Just pick something you're interested in and let's have some fun spending some intimate time together and talking about things and, and chatting about them a little bit more than we are afforded to here time-wise. The next thing I would like to do, and this is very important, I want to make sure that we thank our 2022 sponsors, those of you who jumped up to the plate this year and helped contribute towards our 2022 broadcasting license. You guys are amazing and we love you. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. And I do want to thank those of you who anonymously made donations in the memories of John Music Mankes, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank all of you. Fifteen years on the air, and we could not do this anymore if it were not for the help of our sponsors with that broadcasting license. So sincerely, thank you for building a community that means that much to so many of you that you help keep us on the air like this. You're amazing. All right. Dun, dun, dun. I love my drum roll. It's time for Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. As I go through this, please make sure to keep in mind, I'm giving you time to get your journals and notebooks and stuff out while I do this, so that you should be rushing to do that at the moment. <laughs> but as I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever it is that you missed. There's going to be no form challenge tonight. We're going to be doing a little more with our weekly prompts over the the um, hustle-bustle part of the summer, and uh, we'll be going back to, I'll be challenging you a little more come fall. Don't worry, I'm not slacking off on you. <laughs> so we are starting out this week, and I'm going to give you your poetry prompts. Now, these poetry prompts are what you're going to be working with on all three of your writing assignments throughout the week. So these are very important. I'm going to give them to you first so you can write them down, and then I will go over what the other two projects are that we do. We're going to be doing with these prompts, okay? But let's go through the prompts first. Remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into palms. They can be a line in your palm. They can be the general concept of your palm, or they can be the title of your palm, whatever it is. You know, I'm going to give you the prompt. Whatever it becomes after that is entirely up to you, but it does need to produce a palm. And did you guys hear my kitten meow? So as some of you may remember, I had a, I found a starving kitty and I brought her home and then found out why they abandoned her because she was pregnant. So then I had a mama kitty to find a home for that I was fostering and a bunch of little babies. We've only got one left. And uh, Mama and her brother were taken last night. So I've got one left, and I don't want to put it out in the hallway, you know, all by itself. So I've got it here in the studio with me. So if you hear it meowing, please understand that it just, for the first time in its tiny little, you know, eight-week-old life, is all on its own. It doesn't have sibling or mommy, and they're going to be said, just ignore her. You know, she does well with that. And if she gets too loud, then I'll, you know, I'll kick her out in the hall. 
I'm not really kick her. I'm not going to like Lucy in the football her, but you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, so just kind of heads up and warning on that. So remember, the prompt can be the title of your poem, a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. So let's get started. I want you to number your paper 1 through 15. And, yes, I said 15. I've added three prompts, you know, to make up for the lighter summer inspiration overload work stuff that I'm giving you. Um, I'm not going to be that easy on you. So you're going to have 15 prompts to work with, which is actually better, I think, than, you know, I'm pretty soon I'm giving you, like, your 100 prompts. No, I won't do that. Okay, 15 for the week. Here you go. Number one, after hours. After hours. Two, damaged goods. Damaged goods. Three, Ballad of Thunder Road. Ballad of Thunder Road. When I get done going through all of these, if somebody can tell me what they have in common, then you get cool kudo points. So anyway, four, once upon a summertime. Once upon a summertime. Number five, you don't own me. You don't own me. Number six, no more heroes. No more heroes. Seven, stolen moments. Stolen moments. Eight, if I ruled the world. If I ruled the world. Nine, raise a little hell. Raise a little hell. Ten, town without pity. Town without pity. Eleven, ball and chain. Ball and chain. Twelve, the shadow of your smile. The shadow of your smile. Thirteen, if you could read my mind. If you could read my mind. Fourteen, probably my favorite one. Fourteen. Three coins in the fountain. Three coins in the fountain. And number 15, voodoo child. Voodoo child. So those are the 12 prompts you're going to be working with this week. Now, when you do sit down to write a poem to these, remember that you can, if you want, you can write 15 different poems, one to each prompt. You can mix and match them and use line one and eight, grab four, three, and then maybe jump down and grab 14 and mix and match them to load them into a poem. Or if you feel real froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. All right. How about that for a challenge? 15 of them babies. So next we're going to be doing your writing exercise. And your writing exercise is meant to, is meant to push you out of your comfort zone and make you look at things in a way you don't normally look at them, make you write about things you wouldn't normally write or write about them in a way that you wouldn't. Uh, it's just meant to bump you a little. You know, it's only when we're out of our comfort zones that we grow. If we don't ever move out of those comfort zones, what do we do? We dig a rut. We bury ourselves in a hole. So, you know, it's good to step out once in a while. <laughs> All right, so this writing exercise, which is the your pick-apart-a-prompt exercise for the week, 
It's intended to highlight that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we actually sit down and write when we do. All right. It helps us get away from the and this is why <laughs> it helps us get away from the typical first knee jerk reaction to the direction something that inspires us pulls us. It's like muscle memory. Our brains are the same way. You know, I say October and immediately something orange popped in your head. It's to get away from that. It's to look at that prompt and dig deeper. Find what's inside of it, what's behind it. Find the poem in that prompt. That's the poem that only you could write. That's where you find the unique, crazy, what the heck did they just write stuff. All right? This is going to train your brain to do that. If you do something 27 times, it becomes automatic again. Your uh, muscle memory. So keep doing this, and what you're doing is training your brain to automatically, when it comes in contact with something that inspires it, Instead of jumping to orange, your brain, like for October, your brain is going to immediately start flipping through ideas like a slideshow or turn that into a kaleidoscope. And you're going to be looking at it a bunch of different ways than just following the normal place your brain would go, the basic thing. Nobody wants to be basic. So it's a really important exercise for you to do. All right, so before you begin writing poems to the 15 prompts that I just gave you, what I would like you to do first is open your journals to a clean page. And starting at the top from this week's list, I want you to write down the first prompt. Then instead of writing a poem to it yet, I would like you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. And really explore it. Turn it upside down. Look at all the different directions you can go. You get more than six, great. But I want you to write at least six, okay? When you're finished with the first prompt, move on to the next. And then on down the list until you've written at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it through the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you. And it's going to be something pretty cool. And you're going to sit down at the end and say, wow. Where'd that come from? I promise you guys, I promise. Dare, I dare you to prove me wrong. Do this and then tell me I'm wrong. Because I won't be. All right, so once again, these are your 15 prompts that you will be writing to and also using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. One, after hours. Two, damage to goods. Three, ballad of Thunder Road. Four, once upon a summertime. Five, you don't own me. Six, no more heroes. Seven, stolen moments. Eight, if I ruled the world. Nine, raise a little hell. Ten, town without pity. Eleven, ball and chain. Twelve, the shadow of your smile. Thirteen, if you could read my mind. Fourteen, three coins in the fountain. And fifteen, voodoo child. And super cool points to the first person. Again, it tells me what all of those have in common. Someone already tell me. I should probably like type up in chat, look up in chat and see if someone's already guessed it. I don't think so. If someone's already guessed it, tell me. I don't want to look through chat. I can't do that and talk on the radio at the same time. What am I thinking? All right, your extra credit journal assignment. Remember, journal assignments are meant as one-on-one yoga pants time with your brain and your muse and your journal. This isn't meant for anyone to read but you. It's just a chance for you to sit down and, you know, take – 
take the girdle off, let everything just relax and chill and write whatever you want. It's really important to do that as a writer. So in the journal, what I would like you to do is write a story using all or as many of this week's prompts as you can. And I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to pick one of the first ones, and I want you to start your story with that, like the one, Three Coins in a Fountain. I'll start writing that, and then I'll just keep writing, and I'll look at the list, and I'll work another one in and work another one in. And the fun of doing that is, first of all, you write something really crazy stupid, fun, abstract. But you're you're freeing your mind to free-flow thought. You're not pushing it in a direction or trying to think of the right word. You're just going out there and making messy and grabbing all of the words, which is a really good thing to do because then you can sit down and you can sort them out later. Okay, so instead of writing a poem, I want you to write a story. Start with one of the prompts and then just boom, boom, boom. Have fun with it. Write it down, you know, I think that you'll have fun. I I do think story writing, I think all of us are good story writers. I think poets probably make better story writers than people who are not into poetry. We know how to paint an image in someone's mind, which I think makes for very good storytelling. All right, guys, so as I mentioned in the opening of the show, there here's the information on our Blackout Poetry Summer Project. And, yes, we will be having doing this all summer long, and there will be prizes given out. And for those of you hearing about this for the first time or needing a refresher because you ignored me before and weren't listening and, you know, made me cry secretly, you know, when you guys weren't around. No, really. Um, So anyway, Blackout Poetry is created when you take a found document such as a newspaper, page out of the newspaper, or maybe something out of a magazine, a page out of a book, and you cross out the majority of the text, leaving visible only the words that you use to write your poem with. And in doing this, you're creating a whole new piece of literature, which is totally unrecognizable to the original. All right, so it's not like you're taking someone else's work and making it your own. You're just taking words and rearranging them, and what you end up with something is completely yours, unrecognizable to the original, awesome fun. All right. In blackout poetry, you're using like a black marker to cross out the words you don't want to use. Leave only the words left that you want to use, meaning obviously they have to stay in the order that they appear on the page, making this a little more tricky and a lot more fun. And something I will do is I will take the text and I will print it out, like four or five copies of it. So I can sit there with a pencil and I can kind of underline all of the things that I like and then as I start piecing them together I can you know I can erase or add to or add words or something like that till it's finished completely. And then I take my worksheet one that I've been working on and I do the original. Now the cool thing about I'm trying to use my finger to scroll up my page. <laughs> That's funny. One of the cool things about this type of poetry is it's as visual as it is lyrical. All right meaning the way that you black out the words. You can use the way that you black out the words as a way to add meaning to your poems, such as, you, should, you have to see the one Annie did. I was just blown away by it. But say you wrote a poem about a broken heart, right? and somehow you managed to black out all the words in the shape of a broken heart. 
also the picture depicts the poem. So you can be as artistic with them and have as much fun as you want, create patterns, do whatever. But it's a lot of fun. All right. So once you get these done, there, like I said, there's going to be prize drawings for the you do as you do these over the summer. And this is kind of fun because you can grab a, a page and throw it in your wallet or in your something, and and you know just take off. And when you find yourself, just keep them with you. When you find yourself sitting there with nothing to do somewhere, or, you know, waiting in line or whatever, just pull it out and play with it. You know, it's it's one of those things that's you know instantly interactive that doesn't take any brain thought at all because it's just right there in your face. It's not something you're having to pull out of your mind, all right? So those of you who, are, who participate in this, all right, and participation includes creating the blackout poem and then posting it on my Facebook page or sending it to me on Messenger if you don't want to paste it out for everyone to see. That's fine, too. So either posting it on my page or sending it to me in Messenger is how you participate. Every poem you post or send to me, will get your name in the drawing. Meaning the more blackout poems that you do, the more chances you have to win. And come on, you guys, this isn't rocket scientists. Science, science, science. <laughs> you know, you can grab one, you can grab a page and, and write a haiku. You know, I don't care. I just want you to do it. <laughs> I would like you to do it. I'm telling you, you should do this. All right, so the more times you post those on my page the more chances you have to win. And again, so far, congratulations, Annie, because you're winning, because you're the only one that's posted yours so far. <laughs> if only you knew how cool the prizes were. Remember, as food for our creative souls and as our writer's disciplines, we've been concentrating on these things. And first of all, reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Two, write a haiku every day. Go out in the world, carry a paper and pencil with you. If you have to do it on your phone, fine, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to scowl and hand your paper and pencil. Write a haiku every day. Go out there in the world and find something worth 17 syllables and write it down. And when you jot it down, you know those little poetic hiccups that jump into your brain when you see something. Pay attention to them. You know, if it's not enough syllables or too many to create your haiku, this doesn't matter. Just jot it down and you can clean it up when you get home or something. All right? But each day, go out in the world and find something worth 17 syllables. Now, the next thing is, wait, I think that's all. Is that it? Is that all we have for inspiration? That's it, you guys. You're done. Easy peasy. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived broadcast and pick up whatever it is that you missed or I confused you on. All right. The next thing I'm going to do is play an audio, audio recording. We always start and end every episode with a track from one of you poets in our community so if you are interested in having your piece played on the air you can uh, email it to me the email is the the word does in the title the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com put audio clips and things like that in the subject line let me know that it's there or you can message them to me on facebook and if you are not on my facebook's facebook uh, friends list or whatever it's called i hate social media i really do <laughs> oh, I don't get to do as much as I need to do on there, and it drives me crazy. 
So anyway, if you are not on my friends list, contacts list, that's what I'm trying to think of, you can add me or find me by going to Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles, Nyla Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right? Get those to me. We'll upload them to the show's library and play them for the world. I'm going to start this tra- or start the show this week with a track by Michael Todd, and he's reading a piece by... Heather Bloomquist, I hope I'm saying it right, he'll correct me if I'm not, and it's called Waiting for the Day or Night. Here you go. Waiting for the Day or the Night by Heather Bloomquist. Waiting for the day to turn into night. Waiting. Waiting is such a colorless word, really. Waiting can be bright anticipation, breath held in wondrous excitement, all jumping nerves and fast-beating heart while seconds crawl. Waiting can be dark apprehension, misery filling every pore, mind clutching at each precious moment as time flits forward like quicksilver, an arrow shot from a bow. So which is it? For Diana, both by turns. She breathes in the stuffy air of her Beverly Curtain bedroom, tasting the dust and damp on her tongue, and longs for the sweet air of midnight in her lungs. She feels the thin, veined rugs under her feet and aches for the cool earth between her toes the delicious pull of muscles used well, the light of the moon on a cobalt lake as she streaks past. This is anticipation. But the fear, it seeps in, creeping over and under the tendrils of desire like a black snake, hissing and filling her heart with lead. Death comes with the night, not hers, but others. Countless faces, innocent or not, she knows not. But the faces, she sees them waking sometimes, distorted and twisted with agony and terror. The first vision of such had nearly driven her mad, or perhaps not just nearly. She tells herself she is daylight dreaming when the visions haunt her now. But she knows a dreamer is one who can only find his way by moonlight, and his punishment is that he sees the dawn before the rest of the world. And a bloody dawn it is. It always is. But she cannot end it, not on her own. The desire is too powerful, too succulent to resist. And when the new moon rises, the thick velvet curtains and the shuttered windows are the widest of galls. The werewolf leaps to the ground outside, its ears ringing with sounds of shattered oak, the barest gleam of sadness in gray eyes as it looks back at the tower before slipping into the forest. A shadow swallowed by shadows.
That was so beautiful. That was Michael Todd reading Waiting for the Day or Night by Heather Bloomquist. All righty. So, poets, the number to call in if you'd like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. This is what you can expect if you're on hold tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in such as area code. Can you know and guess? 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that I know who's reading, that people out there in the world know who's reading. And it's really important that you have your name attached to your work. You never, ever, ever want to send your work out there into the world. I mean, we've got 15 years worth of show archives you could listen to. What if your poem's out there without your name on it? Not a horrible thought. So make sure you introduce yourself. Don't forget to do that, please. Right now, our lines are kind of full, uh, so you can read two normal-length poems. Uh, If it changes and gets too busy and I need to cut that back down to reading just one poem, then I will let you know. And if that happens on your turn, I'm terribly sorry. I'll try to keep my remarks to the minimum. I really will try, you guys, I promise. Uh, so that we make sure that we get through this in an expedited manner. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to find you and get to know your, you and your work better. And then please remember, we have a mature rating. That means you're going to hear just about anything here tonight, with the exception of hardcore erotica. Erotica is fine, but no porn poems, no, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We don't need to hear the word so that we are not supposed to say on radio, and Mr. Carlin taught us all those, right? You know, don't get too graphic. Don't push that envelope mess up our mature rating. There's some great shows out there with an adult rating, um, but you just can't do that here. Because, yeah. Anyway, so I am going to give the line of the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are coming in. All right, we have area code, as I said. 731 is our first caller for the night, followed by 702, and then followed by 903. So those will be our first callers. Let's go ahead and grab 731. Mr. Michael, you are on the air. Hey, I would like to start out by pointing out that uh, Heather Blumquist's site on Facebook is facebook.com slash H-E-A-T-H-E-R dot P-E-T-R-O-V-F-F-S-K-Y. That's back when she was Heather Petrovsky. Anyway, Thank she's you a very for doing prolific. That. She's a very prolific writer. She was uh, part of our our writing groups on MySpace, uh, Blogophilia, to be precise. She's also a very close friend and confidant of your very own Jimmy Ray. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. They run in. They run in the same circles. So there. I'm in those circles. I just have so many circles inside circles. I understand. I live in bubbles. I just, I just hop between bubbles. So how's your week been? What did you bring for us, honey? Well, I'm just doing what I've been doing every Thursday is going through and and uh, finding all the old poetry and prose and stories that I can find and putting them in Word and editing and Putting them out and taking them home, putting them in a box to be buried till I'm dead and gone. Somebody will find them, maybe. They'll interest them. 
anyway, that's what I've got. I got a couple here. Uh, they're not rhyming, but yeah, what the heck. The first one from 2009 is called Geese. <clears throat> Geese by Michael Todd. Have you ever observed as a flock of geese flew overhead? Have you ever noticed geese fly in a V formation? In every flock of geese, there is one goose at the point. This is the strongest goose in the flock. That's how it earns its position of leadership. But if you followed the flight pattern of this flock of geese, what you'd find is that most, if not all, the geese assume this position of leadership along the journey. You see the goose in front takes on the air with full force, and this creates a drag effect to the point the geese at the back are caught up in a vacuum, making it easier for them to fly. They're not coasting. They still have to work their wings, but their task is not so great as the geese ahead of them, especially the goose flying the point. As the lead goose tires, it eventually has to fall back in the flock, being replaced by another who has worked to gain the point position. This cyclical pattern constantly repeats itself. Geese are really smart birds. Now, this might be the end of the story, but I don't think so. I have this thought. I have to wonder if there's not more to the story than this. Where there's wonder, there's surely speculation to follow. Up to now, what I've observed is completely fact-based. What follows, I can only surmise I consider the goose that's worked its way from the rear to finally find itself in the lead position. This goose has reached the pinnacle through diligence and perseverance and hard work. This goose is worthy of leading the flock, and once in the lead will continue to strive toward excellence. However, time and resistance will eventually take their toll. When the lead goose begins to weaken, it will come to the realization it is all alone. Despondent, fatigued, this goose will lose its edge and in short time will fall back to the flock. However, once the goose sees the other geese, it will be reminded it's not alone, never was alone. It will not resent the other geese for having overtaken it. No, it will feel a sense of pride in the accomplishment of the other members of its flock. The thought of turning and flying solo or joining another flock will not cross its mind. It knows it's it's a part of a greater whole, a family. Where did the goose realize its greatest pinnacle of success? When leading the flock. When did the goose endure its greatest failing? When leading the flock. Surely the goose came to understand this cycle while at the back of the group where it was not so pressured, but somewhere along the way, back to the front, all will be forgotten. It's just the way it is. Geese are really smart, just like people. In post. You know, there's some um, major league baseball players that would do well to understand that lesson, which probably sounds totally random, but... You know, I was thinking earlier about baseball and how you can't you can follow a team but you can follow a team name but you can never follow a team anywhere because the teams don't stay the same. They turn over way too fast. People going here, people going there, people following contracts. You know, not realizing the importance of that team, that flock they're in. 
That's a weird place for it to have taken my brain, huh? But I love that piece. I love the lesson you teach in that piece. Well, good. This is a very good analogy. I like it a lot. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why my brain went there. Anyway, I thought it was incredible, Jimmy. I mean, not Jimmy. Jimmy's next, by the way, just so you know, Michael. He is. (laughs) I do know who you are. Uh, I was just checking chat and it jumped right in my head, right in my face. (laughs) We're good. We're good. I was just talking about him. Uh, All right, let me do you one more real brief one so you don't have to wait very long. Uh, It's from 2010. Try, try again by Michael Todd. It was a sunny summer day in July. I was working in an electric motor repair shop in downtown Memphis. Our building was on Crump Boulevard. Step outside, look to the right, and there was the old Mississippi River Bridge on the horizon. Look to the left and see the infinity of Memphis, old style. There were several old worn buildings and a couple of restaurants. Typically, workers would migrate from the building to the sidewalks around noon, lunchtime hour, to get a breath of fresh air. I worked there for nine years, and had I stayed for one more, it would have been the death of me with all the chemicals and pollutants in the air. On this day, I stepped outside the door to converse with some of my fellow co-workers. Oddly, none of them were saying a word. When I looked back toward the river, I saw what it was that had such an effect on them. It was a girl, not just any girl. This was the girl that a guy sees once in a lifetime. I had never before, and probably never will see a girl affect a group of guys like this one. We all watched as she gracefully made her way up the grade on the sidewalk that more cracks than sold slaps. While she never seemed to vary in her steps, she never stumbled or wavered. She was a human perpetual motion machine of the highest order. While we were all taken by her face, which was flawless in every detail, eyes fixed and nearly a smile unless you imagine one in her eyes. That would have been easy to conjure up. Well, it was for me. She was wearing a tank top, a short denim skirt, and red high heel pumps. As she came to the corner and turned to walk to the left, just in front of the diner, she was far too out of sight to see clearly other than those shoes. fact is, I still see those shoes from time to time. Once she was out of sight, but not out of mind, several of the group spoke up. Rawlings said she must have been lost. Dave surmised that her pimp must have put her out on the wrong corner. Jeff said she must surely be an undercover member of the bike squad. Harlan said he was for sure going to pray for her. I said, in a way, I was praying for her too. The next day, long about the noontime hour, there were between two and 300 people lining the street just waiting for a return engagement. Some had seen her the day before, while others had only heard the stories. But the wait was all in vain, and she never materialized. To this day, I imagine, in downtown Memphis, this girl's legendary status rivals that of even Lady Godiva. She didn't even have a horse. But all things being equal, Lady Godiva did not have those red shoes. In peace. I love that piece. I love that piece. I love that piece so much. I always say that every girl should have a pair of red high heels in her closet just in case. 
I love that poem. I have kind of a shoe fetish, too. I have, like, hundreds of shoes. Isn't that weird? I shouldn't admit that to everybody. But I do. I, I have a thing for shoes. That's my thing. So I loved your poem. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You You're should write welcome. a poem one day about your closets. Oh, jeez. You want to know how seriously bad it is? Seriously? You know those shoe racks that you hang on the wall and you put your shoes in? Yeah. I have those. When you open my closet, it's a big, long, long wall closet. You open it on the sides of the wall, on the, uh, the right and the left side of the wall, and then all along the entire back of the closet is nothing but those shoe bag things with shoes in them. So that if I have to get to some of my shoes, I have to like open my open my clothes so I can reach back on the back wall. So nobody knows how many shoes I really have. Someday when I die and my kids are cleaning out my closet and they realize how many shoes I have hidden back there, oh my God. <laughs> it's that bad. Now I'm wondering how many coat hangers you have. Um, too many. But I'm not as bad with clothes as I am with used to be bad about collecting antique clothes. That I do. Somebody wanted to put on a play, they could just go to Nylas and pick out costumes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything for vintage clothes. It's a a Stevie and me, I guess. Michael, I'm so glad you were here tonight. And without telling everybody, because you can't show anybody yet, but tell them if the prizes are cool, because you got yours. Best prize ever. It's the second best surprise you ever gave me in life. <laughs> I am very glad you like it. It was given with love. Thank you. Magnificent. Hey, if anybody wants to come hang out with me, find me at miketodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E. And, uh, gosh, I'm fixing to hit a big number. Okay. What's the first? Huh? What's the first best thing? Oh, we no, no, we can't talk about that here. We'll talk later. It has to do with the red high heels, doesn't it? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Showers. Okay, it's time for me to hit the showers now. And Jimmy Ray, bring it on, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you, honey. Mm-hmm. Bye, sweetheart. Okay, our next caller, as introduced by Michael, is indeed Mr. Word Machinist Jimmy Ray Davis. Well, how are you doing, Nyla, my dear? How's it going? Absolutely wonderful. And how are you? I'm doing great. I don't even have to do an introduction. You already took care of that for me. I, I know, do right? appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, the, the ever gracious uh, Michael Todd, my good buddy. Uh, you know, the first piece I'm going to read tonight is uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a small dedication on this show for Michael because he actually requested it last week. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about it. We joke a little bit about when Michael does his thing about making step aside for the real poets and such. And um, Soldier Blue made a comment last week. Where he was talking about um, not doing, or maybe a couple weeks ago, not doing the characters uh, when he's when he's writing in, in a 
voice of a character or whatever, not doing the characters like I do and so forth. And it made me think that really um, the best of us, and I mean the best in our hearts, um, are the ones we always put others first. And I know you do that, and I know I do it, and Michael does it every week and, and Soldier Blue. And these are the people that are just, in my book, you know, they're at the top of the game, and I'm just more than proud to be counted among them. And I was just a reflection because uh, I thought about that. Uh, and if there's someone out there that thinks they're at the top, then and they're here, they're not in the right place. So, um, just to enlighten you with that. Um, so this uh, first piece is um, this is a tribute to my favorite singer-songwriter, John Prine. And um, for, uh, you know, everybody may have somebody like that, that musically that um, they connected with emotionally. And for me, it started as a kid, and I passed this music on to my my own kids. And uh, I can't explain it. If you're not a fan, I can't explain it. And, and I can walk up to 100 people and they, they can tell me they never heard, heard of uh, John Prine. They never they don't know who he is. But when I get to that 101, 101st person and they're a fan, um, there are no uh, there are no in betweens with, with John Prine. Everybody who was a fan loved him. And because um, he's I don't know who person. I didn't know who he was. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm, I'm I mean, one I, of those people. It, it, I had to look it up. <laughs> it has to do with uh, you know exposure, and uh, but a lot of industry insiders. Uh, Kevin Bacon and his wife did a tribute, singing one of his songs in spite of ourselves. Um, Bette Midler actually won a Grammy by covering one of his songs. I mean, so uh, there are some pretty heavy hitters that that knew the secret of John Bryan. We just were were um, exposed to it. But anyway, that said, understanding my um, passion for the man and his music. He did die a couple of years ago from COVID early on. And um, it was very sad. I'm in a John Prine tribute group. It's about 104,000 people. And I posted this poem there and uh, it got a lot of response. And there's a lot of people two years later that are still very emotional about his passing. And uh, so it was kind of special to have that there and have people connect with that. Uh, so, but you don't have to know who he is to enjoy the poem. I don't think you just, to know that um oh his, I was when I saw the poem and I saw that I read about him because so, I wanted to know but I did not know before yeah, and, that's, and that's cool and that's and you know maybe you'll listen to some stuff and you buy it this is really good but it's kind of like I tell people about Bob Dylan I mean you don't Dylan you don't have to if somebody's not a fan of his singing or his music uh I always tell look up you can go online and just read read his lyrics because there's some brilliant stuff there. And the same is true of John Prine and Tom Waits and a few others that are that are really at the top of their game writing wise. And John Prine um, was one of the biggest influences on my own writing as well. So there's that. So this is called I was really I don't surprised to find out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. No, no. I, go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to. I said was going to say I'm really surprised to find out that he wrote with Tom Petty, who was probably one of my most influential. You know, growing up people, um, but I thought it was kind of cool that he wrote with Tom Petty. Yeah, or, and, and, was, and if you, I think it was his 1991 album he worked on with him. Yeah, 
yeah, I believe it was. And um, and yeah, and there is. If you read, and the more and more you read, the more the more you find out just what a cool guy he was. I mean, he was just just nice. He was just a nice man. And he was just he was like a friend. He was almost nervous on stage. He told really cool stories, but he wasn't like this or had this big stardom about him. And he's got a huge following in Ireland, and there's all this stuff. Well, they actually have a tribute band over there. Um, but just a regular guy. You know, he loved Christmas. He always loved Christmas, so he ended up keeping a Christmas tree up in his house year round. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but this is. Uh, this is I Don't Want a World Without John Prine. I cry when I hear your songs now. Sometimes I laugh, too. I wish I had that umbrella, you know, the one that's blue. I grew up with your voice, for it was inside, always there. I've never been to Muhlenberg County, but I could fish and whistle with you anywhere. You introduced me to new friends, so I'd never feel all alone. The old forgotten folks, Billy the Bum, Barbara Lewis, and good old Sandstone. I've been writing poems now for quite a very long time, yet I can never seem to master your soft, melancholic rhyme. I sang your songs to my boys before they had the ability to understand. Now they play you on their guitars, count themselves among your biggest fans. You were timeless, you were special, and to all of us, you were a friend. I don't want a world without John Prine. I don't want there to be a summer's end. So let's all meet up at Lake Marie on a new train south of paradise, singing and knowing that you were in heaven before you died. That was an amazing tribute. You know, reading about him, it absolutely broke my heart because, I mean, he had had cancer, couple times mm-hmm. and had beat that and gone through all kinds of stuff and just man soldier right through then something as stupid as covid comes through and takes him out within a, within God. like you know 2 weeks and boom he was gone just stole him you know and that yeah. happens and I don't care how political this seems but and I don't care whether you know I don't agree with them making us have shots and all that stuff. But it didn't kill any of us to protect each other by at least trying to wear a mask. You know. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, trust me, you don't. You know, I'm right there with you because you don't want to get me going on that on that pulpit because I got plenty to say. But I'll, I'll stick to trying to put it in my poems. And uh, but. Um, yeah, I mean, how I wonder, was, uh, and they say no, it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always help, and it doesn't always stop it, and that's true, but it does sometimes. You know, what if the person that he'd come in contact to that day just happened to have been nice and put on a mask? That what like, if? Exactly. You know, exactly. and it, like you said, you know, it doesn't hurt, but to see the people so vehemently against it and just the down talking and the blatant disregard for tr- even trying. Uh, uh, to keep others safe. Yeah, I just, I can't, you know, choices are choices, and I respect everybody's decision, but some things are just petty enough to where, um, you know, when it's costing good people their lives, that's that's hard to overlook. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm he, usually um, a really, really nice person, but when all that first happened, I went into the store and I had my mask on, and there was this young girl and and uh, a couple of guys, like high school age, walking in front of me, right? And uh-huh. they looked at me, and one of them picked up a block of cheese, looked at me right in the eye, and coughed on it three or four times, and then put it back on the shelf. 
I have never yeah. wanted to commit murder more in my life yeah. Yeah, than with that, that total disregard for respect or life. You know, I, I seriously yeah. wanted to stomp a mud hole in their family when they did that. It just pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I okay, I'm done. I'm done um, with my political crap. But I, uh, they, um, so the poem, um, I, I tried to work in obviously how I felt, and but there's a lot of song titles and 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 um, that I worked into that. Blue Umbrella, uh, Muhlenberg County was mentioned in the song Paradise, Fish and Whistle. Um, the old folks are from his song that Bar- Brett Midler did. Uh, Billy the Bum, Barbara Lewis. Sam Stone, those were all from um, early albums. Um, Summer's End was from his latest album, his last album. Lake Marie. Lake Marie is interesting. If you get a chance, check out Lake Marie, though, Nyla, because it's John Prine. It's the only example I ever heard John Prine do that I would consider uh, spoken word. Um, okay. There's a, there's a chorus, but the verses are he just talks, and it's the only song I ever heard where he does that throughout the whole song. And it's uh, it's pretty pretty neat. Check that one out. Uh, New Train Paradise. uh he was in heaven before he died. Um, so this next poem, I try, I've been trying to do that. I've I'm, I'm been writing a lot lately, as you know, and I'm about two or three poems ahead. And I refuse to post more than one a day. I just, you know, if I can get any folks to come out and read one a day, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm elated. It's great. I wouldn't ask any more of that, so I won't post more than one a day, um, generally speaking. So I've been writing a little bit more than one a day, so I'm a few ahead at all times. But because of that, I'm able to do a, where's your drum roll, a speaking Wait a minute. exclusive. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait for it. Dang it. Where is it? <laughs> you lost your button. Okay. Now live on the Speakeasy Cafe, a poem you have never heard before, told by the one, the only, Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist. Now, this is called Don't Storm Out on a Gentle Night. And it's, I haven't posted it yet. I haven't read it yet. So this is new tonight for you, for the, for the crowd. Oh, I'm not sure why you read my ramblings. If you're bored, I can't tell. We may never meet at the crossroads, but I will surely see you in hell. When you cry a thousand tears and wipe them dry, you'll wonder but never figure out the reason why. If wings don't rip from your shoulders, man, you will never fly. Just don't storm out on a gentle night. For your ship has once again run aground, oceans of emotion in your sea. I may not share all of my secrets, but we can still sit and have some tea. When you scream in the night for someone to love, there will be no light from the sky above. Maybe all you need is just a little shove. Just don't storm out on gentle night. I'm sitting in my car outside the speakeasy. Her voice soothes all the rage. But no matter what rhymes I choose to spew, will I ever turn that page? The sunny words come from skies of gray. The poets never die. They just fade away. If you're going to leave, well, maybe you should just stay. But just don't storm out on a gentle night. Leaves of your life will often crumble, brown with age, broken shells. Down that ragged hill you must tumble if you ever want to reach that wishing well. And I could wrap you in my strong arms and try to explain 
that just because you feel crazy doesn't mean you're insane. You can depart at the very next stop, or you can keep riding that train. Just don't storm out on a gentle night. I loved that. That one verse with the speakeasy in it, that was exceptionally good. Yeah, that was. I think that might have been among my best writing. I think the, the, the speakeasy, and then her, and then you were in there too because her voice soothes. soothes well, that was you. Uh, so yeah, so you know, there's a little Nyla tribute every now and then. This goes all the way back to the Wildwood. Uh, one of your I know. I days. still. I there I, has, will, I have to have that somewhere. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to try to recover it myself. So once I do, it will be. We will feature it here. Um, you know, but it's in our archive Nyla, somewhere. It's, yeah, I don't know if I can listen to that many shows. Um, <laughs> it's only but, 15 uh, years. Yeah, it's only, that, we, we did a tally on that. It was, I can't remember, I think Michael Todd did that. Somebody tallied it up and it was thousands of shows. Oh, like, wouldn't oh. that be fun to have a scavenger hunt saying, okay, you have to find the poem that no, was run, read no. by Gary Snyder called Boom? No. No, I'm that gonna. I'm cool. gonna finally. Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna butt heads with you on this one. I'm gonna say that would not be fun at all because to do <laughs> it, you literally would have to spend every waking moment that you weren't working or doing something else. I know, you right? You what well, sounds Snyder. more fun than that? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't. If you could, if you could pull out maybe ten shows that we could all pick from, but um, no. But we we'll move things along here. Um, and who knows? Maybe I'll see you later. You know, one can never say. Um, Jimmy Ray Davis, Facebook. Check me out. Friend me there. Read some poems. Get to know me. I'm halfway decent. Nyla can vouch for that. <laughs> ReverbNation.com forward slash word machinist. Now I'm doing that sing song talk that Nyla does. You always do that where you start talking and you're singing at the same time. Um, so for all my recordings, they're on. Reverb Nation. Uh, we'll hope to add more and some and some more uh, info beyond that. You'll hear it here first. Nada, have a wonderful night. Thank you as always for having me on. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. Okay. I sing. Do I sing, you guys? Do I sing? Okay. It's time for our next caller, who is nine oh three. Okay, here we go, 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. How are you <laughs> Hi, doing? Hi, Eric. I'm great. How are you, Annie? Uh, doing great. Apparently, you're sing-songy, huh? <laughs> I, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I do. Yeah, it's, yeah that's cool. I, I know, too. I actually did an experiment one time I had uh, when I was in the Navy. I had one of my friends, his brother, he was a Marine, and he came to Virginia for uh, leave. And we went out and uh, went to a restaurant and had a big dinner. And uh, went to open mic night as well in person, actually. It was a hole in the wall. It's called the venue, actually. But it was a hole in the wall, like, it was just a cafe, like a coffee shop, I guess you'd call it that. But anyways, he wanted me to be sing-songy the, the whole day and night. I was like, that's what's up. It was quite <laughs> fun, quite the adventure. So, it's a lot harder than people think. enough beer... So. Maybe, right? Right. Yeah, enough beer, enough beer. <laughs> but I don't even yeah. drink beer, so that wouldn't help. No, no that wouldn't Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yep. That's cool, though. But, yeah, that is fun. All right, so I got two poems. So uh, I just bought six books. I know you probably saw them on my Facebook page. I tagged a bunch of people. But, uh, anyways, this one is called Kaleidoscope. It's uh, Broken Pieces Put Back Together Beautifully. This is Gina Carrillo. She's the one that I did the poems for and the collaborations with. So uh, I have two poems of hers from her book. Uh, the first one's called Frankenstein. Dear Dr. Frankenstein, make me please into a work of art, a masterpiece, a beautiful creature. There is a spark in my being. Beware, for I am fearless and therefore powerful. Today this hole will be filled in my chest, although I'll never be the same. I requested thy, or sorry, my bad. I requested thee, maker from my clay, to mold me, woman. I did solicit thee from darkness to promote me, pardoning my outer form. There is a science of building a woman out of fragments of little light. We are fashioned creatures, but half made up. I will pioneer a new life to explore. Unknown powers are unfolding to the world, the deepest mysteries of creation. I myself am entirely made of flaws stitched together with good intentions. Just trying to get through this thing called life, we could all die any day, but before I'll let that happen, I'll dance my life away. The beginning is always today. I may look different, but my soul remains. It is now ever stronger. My resilience has brought me through this. My life has taken an amazing transformation. Thank you, Doctor, for everything I look forward to what the next day brings us in peace. That's Gina Carrillo. She is amazing. I can really see why yes, you're drawn to her work. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. she is awesome. All right, this one is uh, Rainbow Kaleidoscope. This is Gina Carrillo, and still from the same book, too. So, All right, Rainbow Kaleidoscope. Fragments of broken pieces fitting back together beautifully. Authentic self optimistic views of strength as if the moon gravitating the waves of inedible soul see me for what i am now original raw rare uncut gem forged from coal in the shadows howling the wind takes me leading me into the unknown will the echo be heard show your true self i'll breathe you in as the sun comes up brilliant Light shining. That's in peace. Wow. She is amazing. Thank you. Thanks yes, for she sharing is. her with us tonight. You're welcome. Well, I'm planning on sharing a couple others. Uh, not going to share the whole book, but I got six other. Brand- these are all brand new poets that I've bought the books from. Uh, so I'll be re- I'm reading and reviewing those as well. So I'm a uh, busy man, but you know I also work too. So <laughs> I have to fill in time and write and read and do haikus. I put some new haikus on your page too so well, when you well, get about 30 today. 40 of them send them to me just copy and paste them all in right. a document and then send them all to me and i'll help you pick some out to submit like i'm helping dave right now okay cool yeah that'd be awesome yeah that'd be what's up okay yeah that'd be cool thank you mm-hmm. but yeah i figured i'd share her and her from her own words um she's about to be coming out with another book too um we are doing a collaboration anthology 
and we have, uh, I believe, six or seven in, uh, collaborations already. We're also doing other people's collaborations and other people's work, too. Um, we're still getting this all together. But anyways, yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. So I'm editing that and getting that organized. So that's fun. But uh, that's what we're doing right now. And um, I'm working on a collected works. And it's going to be a volume one. Uh, I got to figure out what I'm doing. I'm also working on my traveling silhouette still. I'm still editing content structuring as well, which takes forever. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm working as well and trying to read when I can. So, but anyways, this is, uh, well, thanks for having me on your show and thanks for everything you do for me and all the poets and poetesses on here as well. And this is Eric Shulman. You can find me on allpoetry.com slash S H E L M A N E and spillwords.com slash author slash Eric Shellman slash and then uh, facebook.com slash one zero 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 seven five zero eight two five three five six one seven slash Instagram my handle is at that sign shell s h e l eighty six eighty five and I finally wrote down my links so I figured I'd share finally share them very cool I I was kind of impressed with the way you just rattled those off I'll, I'll eat yeah thank you like that <laughs> yeah I, good yeah, job I I'm thinking, thank thinking you. gosh you know I can just relax for a minute now he's got this. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Take over for it. <laughs> no, that's all good. But, yeah, thanks for everything you do. I'm still going to get Gina on here uh, sometime in the, in the future. So I really I want to get us to do our collaboration. And, uh, and then I have I did let her listen to – I did share the link because I wrote, read her poems that I wrote for her. So she enjoys your show, and she wants to be a part of it, too. But I'll have to get her on and uh, make sure she's free during that too. So very cool. But that's that's pretty much everything. So thanks so All much. Right, thanks for Eric. everything. I'll let you know when I get everything organized. I'm still gonna add on to my still a country boy and try to get all the pictures and everything. Oh good. I still got good. some more miss, yes. ad, miss. I still got adventures that I didn't put in there. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I love that piece. I'm glad you're working yes, on it. Yes, thank you so much. You're yeah, welcome. That's, I got lots. I got lots of things working on right now. <laughs> that's good though. <laughs> Keeps me busy. Keeps me out of trouble, right? Exactly. That's I like right. knowing where you're at at your desk, <laughs> where you belong. <laughs> that's right. All right, exactly, Eric. Yeah. Fantastic right. so job tonight. Night. Thank you, baby. Talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. And I'll try to be here next. I'll try to be here next week too. Perfect. Have a great week. Have a it. great weekend. <laughs> All too. right. Bye. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to give our next three callers so you kind of have a heads up. We have 832-717 and 902. All right. Let's grab 832. Mr. Blue, you are on the air. Hey, Miss Nyla. Hello, darling. How are you? How are you doing, Nyla? <laughs> I am great, Soldier Blue. 
How are you uh, guess what t- doing? Uh, guess what tonight is? <laughs> I, oh, oh, yeah. when you stop teasing yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this, this be you so... right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, so, this, so this, this what, be am I unleading blue. another line? Am I intermuting another line? Oh, yes, line you line? are. Oh no but, doubt you are. Yes indeed. We're we're not oh. we're not doing this half ass or, or half stepping or any other half half a thing. So first of all, uh we got together and uh actually it was an interesting process for me because I mean obviously I mean I have my own stylistics in terms of how I approach things and in, in terms of writing and so forth. Um but the my partner, uh we we were uh, you know, doing some talking. And, you know, talking in terms of, you know, like, like kind of like uh, broad concept ideas and uh, trying to figure out, you know, like what we wanted to, you know, put in as far as like some, some of the subliminals, some of the subtleties, uh, what would be more obvious. And I, I at, the, at the beginning of that, I was kind of like, why are we talking? But then I started thinking about it and it's like, oh, okay, we're actually like, you know, pulling together the, the 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 sticks and the colors, so that we can uh, you know put put everything else together. And so that was like that was like one of those uh, educational moments for me because I'll be the first one to say it, as I as I try to do all the time. I don't know everything, and I don't pretend to. And I definitely enjoyed you know putting you know, kind of like taking the. Um, the the wrapper off of that so that I could actually see, you know, just what that meant in terms of, you know, working with someone, you know what I mean? And being able to say, oh, okay, you know, that, that we need to, you know, be able to, to do this, some of the back and forth, you know, for, for the ideas and then, you know, be able to, to get everything laid out for, you know, for groundwork. And it's like, yeah, okay, that works. So without too much further ado... Could you bring up area code 702? 702. Yeah. Hmm. Who's that? Okay. Who that? Hey, hey, hey. Oh. My man. <laughs> what up, homie? You know, I got I to gotta add to what you said. I, I got to tell Nyla, um, Soldier is literally, you know, Rafe, we're talking about going way back, and we're talking about one of my very – favorite writers and it's not because I'm on air with him right now that I'm saying it and I've told you before so when mm-hmm. when he kind of we talked a little bit that night after he was on he mentioned me and said hey give me a, give me a buzz and I did and it was uh, for me it was it was really like and I, and, I, and he would probably say the same thing back but for me it was like working with a celebrity I, I was I was like wow you know and the process he's talking about collaborations are tricky things because you're talking about meshing different styles. You're talking about, uh, you know, you, you want to, you want to showcase each style, but if it doesn't mesh well, it's kind of pointless. And I've never, ever done a collaboration that was this easy and this seamless as, as the one we did. Just absolutely incredible. I'm all excited now. I, I, I would not have guessed you pairing up with Soldier Blue at all. I know, that, right? Because you just don't do styles, that. Different styles, you know? 
<laughs> I, it's not something we do a lot. I know I, I don't do a lot of collaborations. No. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, like I said, different styles. But Soldier mentioned something. You mentioned something on the last show uh, before you re- revealed who your partner your writing partner was on this, and uh, you said how we just clicked, how we could like literally just sit down and probably talk all night, and I couldn't agree more, and that was hugely instrumental in this piece coming out, and Soldier said it best, this wasn't like a normal collaboration where you're working and you're revising and you're moving this stuff around, and should I do this, and should I do that, this just came, boom, 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 came, was done, no revision, absolutely amazing. Let me hear it. No, no rewrites, no do-overs, no nothing. It just Stop came, came, came loose. Stop read. Okay. <laughs> came in both of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this, this piece is called, uh, oh, I, I do need to say just one other thing, just, just, to, just to lay a little bit for the, for the, for the work itself. And, I, and, and where the idea came from for me was is that, you know, you and Jimmy were talking and, and you were talking and then you and Nyla were saying something about the glamour and the, and the glitz of, of Las Vegas. And then v- Jimmy turned around and was talking about, you know, well, there's the, there, there is that at Vegas, but there's also the Vegas that's the shopping malls, the suburbs and, you know, the high schools and, and kids and, and work. And to, I started thinking about that and I started, started thinking about where's that middle ground for that? Where, where, you know, would that, would that intertwine? And I started thinking in terms of, you know, kind of like a little bit of the mysticism of, uh, of what it was, you know, for some of the entertainment that goes on in, in Vegas. And so the two words came to me initially, black hat. And so then I started thinking, okay, well, let's twist that a little bit and just call it the other black hat. So that's, uh, that's the, the, the name for this piece, uh, the other black hat. The other black hat, from the inlays of bone and cut velvet to the breath feather shadows almost an applique in the weft of the thread, I knew this was my hat. I could tell it had a history. Recognition, cognition, the exhale of apprehension, the rage of ignition. This was the other black hat. A fire burned within the black as brimstone, telling a much deeper tale. And I knew this story, knew I had to tell it, before the blackboard was whitewashed, as so many before it. I had time to bide, but the hat, the other black hat, beckoned. Did you catch it? Thoughts, spells, craft without a flash of live embers as if a blur of motion? Or was it too quick, mercurial in its nature as you try to grasp it like the fatal smack of bullets from a drive-by built for two? The flash of spent silver airborne from darkness. For it calls to me, what was it? Words in the brim? incantation or chant just a scant revealing of what I could never understand but this is the other the other black hat ancient and timeless I am rhymeless to tether it while the feather seems to agree yeah that other black hat mystery 
silence, the displaced air of a whisper, the press of intention left behind from smoke on glass, as if a signature of the other black hat. And peace. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, no one told you, I honestly expected it to be longer than that. It didn't need to be. It, 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 and it, I was it, not it, ready well, for it to end, so that's a really good sign, right? It, yeah. it just it finished where it finished. You know, we, we just yeah. we put it together. And I think the, I think the piece itself it almost came to life, and it just was like, you know what? This is it. And we knew it. And uh, that's it. it's... Yeah, I mean, I can't say it any any better than that. It really, uh, and, and and as far as you know, speaking the piece here, um, that 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 was just having just done it, you know, with Soldier. It's what an experience, and we never once, uh, we never practiced it. We never called each other up and said we're going to read it this way, we're going to read it that way. We know we both have our voices, and we we felt we could both we could lend both voices to give this piece credence, and uh, and I like to think that we did. You most definitely did, you guys. That was seriously an amazing piece of art you guys created together. Well, I mean, see, and see, and that's one of the things that that put it forward to me as far as like, you know, hey, this is. I think this is this could really go go somewhere is because I know the 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 kind of cadence that Jimmy uh, puts with his words in storytelling, and and I know how and you know what kind of rhythm I can put to to, to my words to be able to you know, make sure everything matches up. And it didn't take much. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as if we were, you know, moving monumental, uh, you know, pieces of geography to, you know, to do that. It was for, for, you know, for, for, you know, when we were getting everything together, I mean, it was, it was literally just a little bit of, you know, okay, we, we snip this, you know, snip a corner here, tuck a corner there, elongate something over, you know, a little bit down further on and boom, that was it. And it's like, okay, cool, we wrapped it. <laughs> so what you're saying is there's a chance that we're going to hear more from this poetic romance of inspiration in the future. Oh, sure. I would definitely do it again, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. You know, this, this was, uh, not, no, for, the piece was fairly short. And when you look at it, when you listen to the content, if you see it written down, you could think, well, wow, they, they hammered that out in one day. Uh, we didn't, but we didn't agonize over it either. What, what basically what the process was, uh, Soldier had come up with this incredible opening for, this, for the black hat. I mean, I was intrigued immediately. And so I was going to write an answering stanza for that. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little tempted to kind of thread... In, in, you know, into his style and continue that down. And then I thought, no, you know what? I'm going to answer this, but I'm going to do it my way. But we're going to, but it's going to be seamless anyway. And I, and I think it was. And I think it was smart to do it that way. It was almost like a conversation with the narrative in there. It was really good. Yeah. No, I like to. I when when we when we got through with it, I knew it was it was rocking rocking the house, but it's just as it was. <laughs> Well, you guys get super cool points because that was incredible. I just, I am tickled. <laughs> I am absolutely tickled and, and surprised and shocked. Yeah, no, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but, it was great. Yeah. 
But, I mean, you know, and just, just one further step. I mean, I just got to say it, man. It's just a case of, you know, I mean, I mean I've obviously I've listened to Jimmy's stuff. I've, you know, we, we, we too also, you know, as well as we three, go all the way back to MySpace. You know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've got all kind of history as far as, you know, like being around each other and seeing the various uh, word, uh, word challenges and the picture challenges and so forth. I knew and, both you know, of you before I ever started doing spoken word. I knew both yeah. of you before I ever started doing anything calling into the radio shows from way before I ever started the speakeasy. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know, I know both Jimmy and I, uh, both of us, you know, were at, even then, you know, in the MySpace days, we were, you know, we were hitting the, the, the various shows, you know, that we, you know, cause people would invite us to come on and do a specific challenge and, you know, and then we'd, we'd rise to it, and, you know, we'd write something to it, and then we'd, you know, we'd, we'd get up on that microphone, baby, and just roll that thing out. Mm-hmm. But the, the, main, the, the main part for me was always the fact that I could see, you know, yes, there were stylistic differences, you know, between how Jimmy and I put things together, but the scope in terms of what kind of imagery and concepts basically is the same. Because yeah. I mean, it's it's just how we it's how you know obviously you know it, the 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 final the final part is you know what it looks like down on paper or you know on on the screen you know but but where it comes from you know, again I mean it, to my mind anyway you know I see I look at you know what he does and you know and what I do and 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 I see a lot of similarities in terms of yeah. you know how we work with our concepts. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's true. Uh, you know, it's almost like different voices, the same heart. You know, it's it's you have these you have the ideas, and really you can you can look at different pieces we've written and spoken over the years. Uh, a lot of similar content, uh, emotionally sim- similar in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the voice is different, but that's what makes all of this so great. Is that all of our voices are different, and uh, and just to see and, and and what Rafe said about going back, you know. MySpace days, and we're, you know, we got to see each other and this show grow through the years, and, and to see how our voices grew and our words grew, and it's been, it's incredible. And here we are, here we still are, and there's nothing more incredible than that. Um, but now, listen, I want to let, I want to, I want to go. So, uh, soldier, you, you do another piece, and uh, all right, baby. And um, yeah, I once again, thank you so much. We will do, we will definitely do it again. This, I'll pitch something. Oh, no doubt, time, baby, and, and we'll and, see where you take it. And, 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 and Jimmy? Yes. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tag, you're it, bro. <laughs> T- tag, you're it. <laughs> okay. You, 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 okay. Get to, you get to start the next one, baby. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I feel I'm like ready. I'm witnessing something that you're now going to have to kill bit. me over. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to let Nyla calm down a little bit, but, yeah, de- no, definitely. Uh, definitely. We're, do- All we're right. doing it. Well, All right, brother. You well, have a great uh, night. Nyla, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank oh, thank you, you Jimmy. Great thank job. You. It, was a, it was a blast, baby. Yes, sir. All right. Um, uh, without too much further ado, since we already spent some time, this is this this uh, this uh, kind of came off uh, some threads of the uh, same place as uh, what we were, you know, what Jimmy and I were just reading about, but definitely uh, a different sense to it. Um, Dead wither. Scorched earth, we shall take to the road, stones made of roads. 
Tradze. There is the wind that blows the scorch of long shadows, the timber tunes of skulls and rim-smooth eye sockets, as well as the weathered landscape that it takes no intelligence to see. High desert. We have taken our time to pour water and sand, praying, shos, smoke lifts from our spirits as we rub sage upon the road we shall make to go further. Trials of the like-minded, we step softly upon sacred ground, edge our profiles with prayer full waters, Oh, Lake Tahoe, Blue Lake, Dinajas, close to the mountain skies. Your ignorance of 6,000, 9,000 years of continuous use of lands and resonance resource is only surpassed by your dedication to the slaughter of red earth. Washua, Bannock, Yomba Shoshone. Winnemucca, Mojave, Goshut, Timbisha. These are names you don't know. These are not all whom have lived or passed through the high desert, the great basin. There among the many whose blood has flowed by murder most foul across this land. High desert lands that speak these names with faces of thousands, soil you cannot begin to understand. Trails of bone fodder lead to the trees. The trees stand with their dreams. And we give thanks for their survival even as we lift up offerings for hours in spite of tactics used, cultural annihilation, nithe another form of extinction, another form of following the paths we shall make a road. Gaonoki, fresh signs of travel, horse sounds rise upon the dust breath of the wind. Course the lands, grip the stars, lambent light, high desert strange, place to be gray significance the lines etched into bark the grains of spun shot wood rust red drips into the threads numic non numic languages what would you know about that Epio. Do you have knowledge, skills, words that reach beyond your daily concepts, reaching, reaching back to the images of spirit creation? There is nothing that says so. We touched it with the flat of our hands, the road we built, the road made from us, so we flat hand touched it to staunch the flow of blood. 
birch, scrub, flats, twisted oaks, burnt ashes of a Judas tree, a red bud for the lapel of corporate suits who continue to slaughter blood quantum paper sanctioned genocide, papal bulls of destruction for any human being not Christian, and so not a human being, but rather property, chattel, oh, the other slavery. Greater numbers of the indigenous fell to that than war, fair, or occidental disease. Too much emphasis placed on the wrong words. Remember more the word the conquistador spoke at midnight at sea in cowardice because they thought no one was listening. The doctrinal right of conquest. 1513 requerimientos death and belongings of her soft healing, neon paint, summer rain within its reflections. Many stories can be seen, recent tragedies of eviction, premature deaths in the songs that will remain unsung. Clay become paste. Clay colors morph into dreams between the wind song and the rise of night Upon the high desert, we shall meet again. We are the ghost road born, walking, dancing, prayers of blood, nonke, ube, and peace. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. I wanted to continue that theme with the high desert because I knew that there were peoples out there, you know, like I was talking with you about, you know, do you know the peoples who were there before, you know, before you? And I took, you know, I just took a leaf from, you know, what we were started with, you know, with Jimmy out there in in Las Vegas and Nevada area. And so I, you know, I went that extra distance in terms of picking it up, picking up the threads of, you know, some of the native uh, people out there. The world needs to listen to you. That's all I know. Plain and simple. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey. <laughs> well, that's but I, I must admit, you know, that was a for me. That was a real treat doing that uh, doing that work with Jimmy. Man, that was that was kicking ass. And like I say, we didn't. We never even, you know, we didn't slow down. There were no rewrites, no nothing, man. It just, it just, you know, basically flew out onto the page. That was cool. That was very cool. I was, I was totally, totally taken by surprise. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have linked you two together ever. I mean, I shouldn't say yeah. ever because I do some pretty crazy shit, but that, that, that was impressive. That, yeah, because I wouldn't have paired you guys together. 
So you, you guys actually, rock that. Absolutely perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of that. That was fun. All right. Uh, well, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Rape Wild at Facebook.com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then uh, you can also hear some of my works on my uh, podcast. And I'm uh, hoping I have some time this coming days off because I really do want to update it and put some more work on there. Uh, and uh, it's uh, the podcast is called Red Earth One. And you can find it on iTunes and Google Podcast and uh, about six other different platforms. So... That's what I'm Very working on cool. right now. Yeah. All right, my darling Lou, we will talk to you next week. Uh, of course. <laughs> All right, perfect. We will see you then. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Miss Nyla. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm kind of dragging my feet because I'm having some issues with my board here. 717, can you hear me? Seven one seven. All right, let's try nine oh two. Nine oh two. Can you hear me? Nine oh two. All right, it's not letting me unmute your calls at the moment, so I'm going to play a quick track. Um I'm, where did it go? Um Let's get this one on there to play. I'm going to play Cassandra Tribe Striking a Match. I'm going to see if I can figure out what's going on with my studio because I can't unmute guys, and we'll be right back. Our lineup, when I get back, I just want to let you know real quick, we have area code 717 followed by 902, followed by 219. I see uh, 210, Robbie on the air. Uh, I see 860 and uh, 406. You are not in the lineup. Annie, you were in the lineup, but now you're not in the lineup. If you still want to come on the air, press 1, and I'll put you back in your slot. Um, Otherwise, if you're, uh, I don't know what you could be doing besides wanting to talk to us, because you're amazing. Anyway, 406-860, you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on, press 1. And if you're just listening and hanging out, awesome. If you change your mind, then press 1, then we'll put you on then. There we go. Um... So 406, 406, if you want to come on the air. Go ahead and press 1. I'm going to play this piece by Cassandra Tribe, Striking a Match. Fix the switchboard so I can unmute you guys, and we will be right back. Striking a Match. Holds the promise of many If I have chosen to pour gasoline on myself, on others, on things, then the promises of destruction that will have no meaning. For no two people shifting me where the ash shall agree. And why I struck the flame. Houses will be left at home. People will be chosen to blame and if anything of me is that will be examined 
Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match sparks a flame that flares to a candle, then the smallest part of life isn't trapped. With flickering boundaries, it's border. Lord, I put the ways of night and change. In that small circle of light, vision lacks clarity, and life has the substance of shine. And no. Two people shall agree. For the nature of flames and fire is to disappear. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match falls on wood, I will just sew. Then flame feeds fire. Light cannot help but be cast. Reveal what has been and what is yet to come. Yet fires by nature consume themselves, or what is foolish enough to void. And no two people will survive. The coolness of night when the fire dies, or the hunger of a fire grow or the nature of being consumed is to stay till there is nothing left. No one person can survive in darkness, for each and all are beyond their control. In striking the match, there is a promise.
from my first book I decided I'm going to read tonight. Um, The first one is titled Sylvia. Sweet, sullen soul spent seasons of soulless sought and never found. Storm clouds gathered, despair darkening behind the eyes, her inspiration and doom walking hand in hand. And a piece, sorry. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> oh, honey, James, that was awesome. That was beautiful. That was that was um, that was really good. Thank you. I try. You're very Bye. welcome. Well, you're always amazing. What's your other one? Uh, libido. Okay. I need you. I want you. I love you. Your body is all I seek. I need you. I want you. I love you until I meet someone else. Libido is the hallmark of my faithful faithfulness. End of poem. Wow. <laughs> uh, the ever loving ladies man charmer. You're yeah, the only well, one in the world until you're not. <laughs> Well, that's not me. I'm quite the opposite. <laughs> I, I know that. You're a good man. You're a really good man. James, those are both great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You are very welcome. Do you want to tell everyone how they can come show you some love? Okay. Um, James E. Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. Uh, I can be found on Facebook my main page and then uh, James E. Rothline Poet is my secondary page. I'm also on all poetry. Um, I can't remember the other one. Um, 
Tim on the other poetry site. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, my four books are, you can get them online through Walmart, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, not just on Amazon. So if you, uh, you're willing to go check those out, see if you like, like them. They will love them. Yeah, I can always I can always use the money from. <laughs> Says every poet ever. <laughs> right. All right, James. Great job, honey. Thank you for calling in tonight. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code nine zero two nine zero two. You're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Can you hear me? Hello. I can't hear you. I'm doing really good. Okay. It's good to hear from you. Thanks. Um, my name is Bauke Kamstra. I uh, can be found on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, at Weird, W-Y-R-D-E, and as Bauke Kamstra on Facebook. Just get that out of the way. I got a couple Very poems cool. for you. Uh, first one is uh, my own kind of love poem. It's called Opening. I will feed you my lotus by hand, writing my poems into your mouth, the ink distilled from your heart. With one hand, I will bind yours, using to cup, using them to cup the curve of my desires, releasing tongue-touched passion. I will lather you with spiced oil to enhance your skin, to perfume your neck, to impose my dream's delirium upon your heart. I see you do not resist, accepting the close of this cycle, nor do you avoid the intimacy of the next. And the other poem I have... Uh, that was that was end poem? That was end poem, yeah. Okay. I just didn't want to interrupt you in case it was a dramatic pause. That oh, was no, beautiful. Yeah. I, I have some drama in me somewhere. but <laughs> um, This next poem, well, I'm, I'm sure we all have been feeling the heat for the past week or so. And uh, a few days ago, it broke momentarily while we had a huge lightning storm, put the power out. Uh, really kind of took over the world for a while. And uh, that's what this poem is about. <clears throat> in the last rain, I laid down in my driveway, the road above overflowing and spreading water down the asphalt and around my body dam, draining north toward the river. I could be carried away, I thought, though I knew the water wasn't strong enough. But it was there in my mind that this tidal river ran into the sea. And from there uh, were just so many possibilities in poem. So many possibilities. I can hear your kitty. Yeah, you can hear my kitty. Yeah, complaining <laughs> about brought in, wanting extra treats. Uh, you know, please, Daddy, give me something. <laughs> Something on board is hot and miserable. 
Yeah. It was so a it great is. accompaniment. Uh, you did a I, did a collaboration and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Uh he collaborates a lot. Um, and uh, I'll just mention that uh, I'm doing a live stream on uh, Sunday with Fairfield University. Uh, you can find it on facebook.com slash F-U-M-F-A live. Uh, anyone's welcome. It's 9 p.m. EST. That is very cool. Yeah. That's exciting to know. Post the link on my page for everybody, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's cool having you call in. I mean, you're here all the time, but you don't call in all the time. So this is a real good treat for me. Thank you for all of us. You're welcome. Um, It was kind of interesting tonight. I mean, it's kind of uh, inhibiting to follow so many good poets, but on the other hand, I got to hear all those good poets. (laughs) And you're one of them. Okay. I hope so. All right. You have a good night, Nyla. Nice to hear you. You too, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Thank you for everything you do, for every moment you share with us. Hey, good night. Good night. All right, you guys. Our next caller. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no. Oh. Our next caller. What did we do? What did I do? 902. Nine oh two. Oh, his call dropped. Five one nine. Where's five one nine? Five one nine's gone too. What is going on with my board? Then we have, I guess, five one nine's gone. Bob's not here. Let's go ahead and bring on Miss Lost some lines. Two and nine, you are on the air. Hey, now how you doing? Brother, speaking. Hey, sweetie, how are you? I'm doing good. It is great to hear from you. What are you going to share with us tonight? This poem is called Living from Paycheck to Paycheck in the United States of America. My dear brothers and sisters, the majority of Americans are one major sickness, one major disaster, one major financial collapse, a one major catastrophe from experiencing poverty and homelessness in these United States of America. It's a damn shame that in the wealthiest and prosperous country in the world, the majority of Americans are living from paycheck to paycheck, struggling to stay afloat financially to avoid going to their local food pantry and turning away from the temptations of obtaining money. Are you still there? No, the cost of living skyrocketed. Yes. I'm here now. Okay, go ahead. It's a damn shame that even though wages will increase up to 15 and $30 an hour, the cost of living skyrocketed, therefore causing inflation, essentially canceling the gains and increases we have we've experienced. These companies and corporations know exactly how to apply the scheme in order to recoup the losses they suffered during the COVID-19 pandemic. They purposely and intentionally increase prices on 
those of us who are living from paycheck to paycheck in these United States of America, today I'm saying that the majority of Americans have to choose between paying their rent or mortgage and their car note. So damn saying that these companies and corporations are making record profits while the majority of America, Americans are inching one step closer to poverty. So damn saying that the majority of Americans aren't able to afford their monthly expenses, having to choose between paying utilities or credit card debts, having to choose between buying groceries or paying for their prescriptions, having to choose whether they keep their kid or have to pay for child care, have to choose between buying school supplies or school uniforms. It's a damn shame that the majority of Americans have to pay exorbitant prices for their basic expenses, spend nearly 50% of their paychecks for gas, rent, groceries, mortgages, cable bills, water sitting their prescriptions, daycare. And you ain't got a damn thing left after paying all your bills. Ain't that about a bitch? My dear brothers and sisters, it ain't no joke being broke. Because this is all about survival and defense in these United States of America. Either you're going to live in a state of poverty or live a lifestyle of abundance and prosperity in these United States of America. Is that even possible anymore? Right. <laughs> Fantastic job on that, sweetie. Are you going to read two tonight or just the one? Now, just one now, because I know you got a lot of callers. Just that, that one poem. Well, we've been having some line issues, so hopefully the people who dropped will be able to get back on. If you've got another one you want to read, you're more than welcome to, or you can wait till next week. Yeah, I'll wait till next week, yes. Okay. All right, honey, appreciate you so much. Great job tonight, and thank you for always making time to be here. Uh, no problem, no problem. All right, brother. Oh, we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Uh, thank you. Okay. Next caller comes from, oh, this is Kimberella. Area 210, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Kimbrella. How are you? I am wonderful. I knew that was you. Yes, yes. It's been a long time, but I had I finally uh, had a free afternoon or evening, so I said I'll make it here. Definitely got to come and show you love. Oh, that, that makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I don't want to keep you long. I'll go into what exactly what you said. So my name is Kimbrella Renee, K-I-M-B-R-E. L-L-A-R-E-N-E-A. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, under that. And um, are we doing more than one poem, or are we doing poems yeah, by other people? Or, okay, and are we doing poems by other people or our own pieces? Or You can do whatever you want. Okay, so I will do a very short one. It's by a favorite poet of mine, Warson Shire. And it's called Dear Moon. Okay. Dear Moon, we blame you for floods, for the flush of blood, for men who are also wolves. 
And even though you could pull the tide in by its hair, we tell people that we walked all over you. We blame you for the night, for the dark, for the ghost, you cold, unimaginable things following us home. We use you to see each other's frail, naked bodies beneath your blue light. We let you watch, swollen against the glass, breathe a halo of steam as we move against one another, wet and desperate, like fish under a waterlogged sky. And peace. Damn. She's awesome. I love her. I love that piece. Yeah, she's the first wow. young uh, young poet laureate uh, laureate of uh, London. You got to mm-hmm. definitely, if you haven't heard any of her work, please look her up. She is awesome. Like I love, love, love her work. I love that. What was the, there was a couple lines that I really loved, but the one about pulling the tide in by its hair. Yes. I mean, oh my what, God. What, what imagery is that? That's incredible. It was so descriptive, right? It was beautiful, beautiful piece. I just adore her writing. And um, I will go into a piece that's dear to me. Um, It's called Wisdom's Grip, and I'll go into that now. Seasons help me make peace with the colors of time. I marveled at how wisdom painted the strands of her hair. Respect through hands that touched me gently through her smile as stress weighed upon my chest from the fragility of her now. Still, the scent of her spirit was of golden bamboo invigorating peace. I read a story of life within her eyes from angles seen and unseen that swaddled my attention like a newborn infant as she scanned the day with appreciation of its arrival like a gift unexpectedly delivered. Her energy settled my restlessness, quieting the brewing riots of fear that blocked my spiritual eyes and ears to what was sound. She greeted everyone within eyes reach with a hello that was so sweet it could ache the healthiest teeth. My cheeks reversed from grimacing heartbreak into a grateful grin. And everything that pained me began losing its paralyzing weight, training my mind to become fit enough to endure transition shifts. See, her peace beautifully awakened mine as she nodded her head with approval, then closed her eyes and inhaled and exhaled and inhaled and then exhaled slowly. She opened her eyes just to converse with mine, just for a moment, and her energy summoned me to do the same. So I closed my eyes and inhaled, then exhaled, and inhaled, and then exhaled. My existence began glowing with calm and ease. Anxiously, I opened my eyes so she could see, but she was free. Resting in her transition with an expression upon her face that spelled, it is well. And still, 
Her highlights of wisdom gave eternal grace to her strands, bouncing beams of light upon the liquid poetry that began to spill and recite from my eyes, yet I was startled and confused. Was I losing my mind? Why would she leave me here just to leave me behind? My mind began racing and searching for answers, and I felt something sail the wind that brushed against my skin, and it held my attention like a mother holds a child to her bosom for security and nourishment. And she spoke to me in a frequency that transcended beyond an ear's grasp still. She whispered wellness upon my worries and wrote golden letters to my heart. And I needed this moment. I needed her scent, her wisdom. And it felt like the resilient spirits of generations before me who journeyed right by my side, gifting me through what felt like a curse, reminding me of the blessing and seeing the best through the worst. And peace. You know, you didn't say at the beginning that you didn't say if it was one of yours or not. Yes, and it was one of mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's like after I heard the first couple of lines, it's like, yeah, it's hers. <laughs> Definitely for <Thank> sure. <laughs> it is so good to hear from you. It is so good to um which I love it when you have time to call in. You know, I'm I'm kind of a groupie. Big fan. Oh, no problem. It was my pleasure to be able to um grace your platform. I'll try to make it more often. It's just kinda hard with work and the schedule. But um, anytime I have free time, I'll definitely make it over here. Well, I appreciate it for sure. And uh, I know anyone, anyone and everyone that had a chance to hear you tonight absolutely agrees. So, Cambrell, thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And uh, always, always have a place for you. No problem. One love, one mic. Love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, our next caller comes from, I'm still fighting the board if you guys can't tell. (laughs) Robbie, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Awesome. I can hear you. Ah, good. I'm trying, I've got the, uh, my even better mic on tonight, tonight. Um, so, uh, I got one or two poems here and, uh, is there too much pop coming up from this one? or? No, you're fine. Okay. I know I'm being OCD about it, but I'm trying to ramp up my you setup OCD for other now. shows. Hmm? You're so silly. You're so silly. I don't know what you're talking about. OCD, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> making me giggle. <laughs> this one's called Order and Chaos. As you gaze out into the universe, looking entropy straight in the face, you may seek to restrain it, to defy it with order. And if you do, you may become a prisoner of your own desire, a desire to fix the state of entropy into a static state, so no progress is made. And things like passion, love, and desire, they fade away into a long-forgotten dream. As you gaze out into the same universe, you may desire to seek out entropy, to undergo change for its own sake, to seek out conflict and strife, born of a desire to grow ever stronger as you pull, sorry, as you put out 
your own evolution's dispassionate knife. You, you may start to see evolution and change as a holy grail to be worshipped for its own sake, grown cold to the world's suffering and cruelty, as eventually you are blinded, and you self-delude yourself, making your own individuality the only rule. In this universe, you must seek out the balance, the middle point between order and chaos, between peace and strife, the point of balance where progress is made without the horrors of endless suffering and pain. So remember, as you look out into the starways of infinity, to seek the balance, to stand between order and chaos, for there you will find eternity. And that is order and chaos. And... uh, See, uh, I'll read another one here, and this is a shorter one. Knight, that is in the knight on the chessboard. Standing stalwart among the fray, a player in the cosmic game of life, a game which may have no, we have no choice but to play. Such odd angles it plays at, riding astride odd patterns of thought embracing the unusual patterns of life to achieve the goals of kingly stature, animalistic nature being brought into the fray. A great hand moves it, a single piece in the cosmic drama, as it follows the dictates of one who seeks the same, to find the ultimate answer to the question of it all, the meaning of life played out in a game rife with strategy and wit, a game of which no being can escape, Players all in life's grand game. And that is Night. When did you write that one? Oh, let's see. I usually have the copyright at the bottom. 2017. I was going to say that one kind of sounded like one of your older styles. That was beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. Older, older style, like just the, the rhyme scheme or the content or... Um, I don't know, just had the feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grow and evolve, right? Yeah. Your voice now isn't quite the same as it was. It's different. It's matured or it's, you know, we all, we just all evolve. So I can just, mm-hmm. I don't know, there was something about it, about the feel of it that made me think it was one of your older works. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, sweetie, tell everyone how they can love on you. Uh, you can love on me at Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. And when you go there, you can find the links that, uh, where I'm at. So you'll see the SoundCloud there. You'll see the, uh, what else is there? Like just the, all of the photography stuff and that. And uh, just before I go, I was glad to mention Jimmy's quote on my feature there because it went over really well, especially with Star Severon, uh, where he was saying it really stuck in my head. I like, get really stuck in my head. Uh, he said one time of my darker poetry that it, it may be dark, but it offers, it always offers a way out. I was like, wow, that's the shit there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mentioned, I had, I felt compelled to mention that. It always uh, offers a way out. <laughs> What's that? It always offers a way out. I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like the dark maze, but here's the way out. It may be torches and flame, but it's the way out. <laughs> exactly. Hellfire. Sometimes hellfire is the only way out, unfortunately, but <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> oh, hello, and hello, Missy. Yeah. It was good to hear Jimmy's... Uh, I haven't heard Jimmy collab with uh, people been... Well, for a while now. I, I've, I've heard him collab with people before, but I haven't heard him well, been a long do that time. in a while. Yeah, so it was interesting to and hear And I haven't heard Soldier Blue collaborate with anyone since Trinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yep, Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and that's where you can find me. <laughs> Very cool. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. I'm so glad you were able to call in. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And you going to hang on and listen, or are you going to jump off? Uh, I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang up my call, but I'll listen to the rest of the show through the uh, stream there. Okay. All right, perfect. Okay. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you being here tonight. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So our next caller, as I said, we are having some issues with the line, so bear with me, please. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, 860, you're on the air. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Hi, Nyla. Jessica Brooks. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. You uh, invited me many times. This is the first time, actually, I don't know, decided to call in or got the courage. I don't know which one. Well, I am really glad you're here. See, it it pays off to be either persistent or naggy. I'm not really sure which one I am. (laughs) Yes, it does. I thought I was like, hey, you know, I have time. Let me just... Jeez, what it's like, I don't so. do this. You just, gosh, you just keep bugging me. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was sunflower on my face. I'm not sure if you knew me there. Um, mm-hmm. And I used to talk about my face. I um, was, I just looked at my old stuff, and I'm going to read um, something I used to read at a lot of poetry readings, and people used to request it. Um, but it's for my first book, and it's written in 2009. Called Beat Me Into a Boy. Beat Me Into a Boy. Take me target shooting. I went hunting with you. I adopted your hobbies. I sought to please you, longing for a father's love, never good enough. As you guzzled the beers, I knew it wouldn't sue. It was only me to be attacked, for it was your last chance to carry on the bloodline. Oh, how I ate up every bit of praise I would receive out of a mouth usually spewing lewd remarks, devastating blows to my ego. Like a boy, I stood up to you. I would not accept those disgusting, filthy, degrading words, for I entered you as a girl and became a woman less than half your size. Not succeeding to do damage to my spirit must have fueled further fire. For spiting you, I paid your belt buckle well, fists to my stomach, kicks down the stairs. But you couldn't change what you wished. I was still me, only a girl, wishing to be loved for who I was, not the boy you wanted me to be. End poem. Wow, harsh. Yeah. How many of us can relate to that, especially us girls? Yeah, and I just, like, that was after my father passed away, but I used to struggle a lot with writing 
about police have raided on him and have a lot of, you know, hatred involved. But since then, you know, I've forgiven him and it's much better, obviously. Let's just tear me down the hate. Because I wrote the weight of hate. It really is a weight upon you when you hate somebody and you've got that in you, you know. So. Yep, I know. I do know. For me, it was, I'm sorry I wasn't the daughter you wanted me to be. Yeah. For my I know. Mom, I was yeah. all of a sudden, I was, oh, your mom, yeah. I My mom had issues with her, too, and I still haven't really forgiven her for what she let him do to me, you know. So, whatever. I don't want to be depressing. Um, can I read <laughs> one more? <laughs> yes, please. I yes. already started to be depressing. I depressed them all the whole show. <laughs> This um, another one. Um, I wrote it recently. This one, um, I was. I don't know if everybody knows, but for three years in a row, just an 18 through 2020, um, I came. I somehow got malignant catatonia and spent months in the hospital. Um, and I almost died. I was out of it for like two months. I don't remember anything each time. Um, and I was. Um, I'd be brought back using ECT with electroconvulsive therapy, and it was very traumatic, but I wrote this about that, and I lost my muse, and I couldn't write, and this explains how it felt. Okay, (laughs) no title. My brain was zapped countless times. All of a sudden, no inspiration, a life I felt not worth living. Yet one day, I put pen to paper. I suddenly swam in poetry. Now stronger emotionally than ever before, my verses improve with every new stanza, enhancing my craft with each new idea, powerful emotions shining through. For I never gave up, I just kept living, breathing, and believing that I could again express my feelings in the most constructive and emotive way existing in my world. So grateful for this gift, I cherish the words I now write. For relief leads to relief. I feel powerful without limits. I feel purpose and meaning. I am in this moment a peaceful being. And so on. The name of that piece should be Spark. It should be what? Spark. Spark? Like a spark Let's from a fire. Spark. That's a good idea. I'll put that. Thanks. Well, I'll put that. Yeah, I just, that was one recent one that I started with a really old one, but yeah. I think that's all I'm going to read because I really don't know um, what else to pick. And uh, But I can be found under – my last name is Miller, but I go with Jessica Brooks because, well, a lot of it was because I didn't want to kind of own my father's last name. And so that's why I, changed, I decided to just have, um, you know, I'm first to middle as a pen name. Um, my my Polish, I have three pages, but one I don't use anymore. Um, two are Jessica Brooke Vizini poetry. Not no, sorry, Jessica Brooke Miller. There's two of those. The one with the turtle on as the cover photo is <laughs> my newest, my only one I use. Besides, just in the other one is Jessica Brooke. You can find me in either one of those, and my YouTube channel is Jessica Brooke poetry. So, and thank you for inviting me, Nyla. Oh, you're so very welcome. But see, now that you're here, you can see we just hang out. We have fun. You know, there's, it's, we have all types of poets here. Everybody supports everybody. 
I mean, the community's been here for 15 years, and it's just really, really a great group of people. And now you're one of the families, so welcome. And I hope that you will feel comfortable enough to come back and share lots more. Thank you so much. Yes, yes I, I will. I found more courage lately to read. Uh, I don't know. This is trying to actually very easy for me. So uh, thank you for making a nice environment for everybody. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm just tickled. I'm, I, you can't see me, but I'm like dancing like Snoopy on my desk. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Good night, Nyla. I'll be listening. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh, that's Miss Noreen. Nine one nine. You are not in the lineup. Press one if you want to read, my darling. Oh, um, um, hello, Nyla. Hello, uh -oh. Noreen. Um, hello, Nyla. I, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh oh. <laughs> um, I got to Uh oh. Okay, I got it down. Oh God, there was too many me's. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, um, for um, oh, I'm looking forward for Saturday. I'm excited. I know. I'm excited too. I can't wait for it to yes. get there. Okay. And did you want me to uh, film it when I walk out the door, and then um, then I come in and open no, it? No, just maybe? just when you oh, sit so down open, to open, open it. Okay. Yeah, like they, they do those reveal, like reveal videos. Okay, I'm going to open my box, and this is what's in my box. Yes. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Just because I want to see you open it. Okay. 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 I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So, what okay. are you sharing with us tonight? Okay. Um, Gary's poem is "Laws of." Wait. Oh, yeah, laws of life erosion like me. There is a good time when there's no lid on a good and full trash can. I'm a lonesome coyote. I lost my hunting ground. I hunt all through the trash cans in this town. My mate is nowhere around. She can't find a private hole in the ground. My heart is broken. Someone has taken my hunting ground. I can't live the way I was born. I lost my mate. I might as well be dead. I may roam the rest of my life in the alleys of this town. I may never find for me a hole in the ground. The end. I've always loved that one. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I um, think about that poem every single time I go out to the garbage can. Oh, there's coyotes running all up and down my road. Wow. Take wow. the trash out at night, yep. Yes. Wow. I, I know one time we had coyotes around here, but I don't know if we still do imagine because they're tearing down these um, groves and everything, and, 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 and so we, they didn't find bears around here before. So, um, so I imagine there's still coyotes around. They're doing too much destroying. Yeah. They don't care. Nope, they don't. All they care about is that money. They're just greed, full of greed. Mm-hmm. So what else are you sharing, my love? 
Okay, um, I have Sonnet 14, Crown of Sonnets. Okay. It's almost 2 in the morning, can't sleep. I just want you close to me, to touch you, to love you, to kiss you. Instead, I weep, for you are not here. Oh, I miss the two of us together. I will not give up, for I believe in us. You'll always be my teddy bear darling, like drinking cup of coffee each morning. Be full of glee when we're together again in our home. No more emptiness, but filled with laughter. We woke up together, feeling postrum after exciting night. We'll look after each other from now on. Now I realize it's a dream, but our love is real, our prize. It's a dream, but our love is real, our prize. Just believe, believe in us, it will come true. What we're going through will pass, and we'll rise above it all, and our love will shine through. Hold on. It will make us that much stronger. You and I, our love cannot be broken. It is so hard to wait any longer. Patience is a virtue. We have spoken to the world. Never give up. Hold on now, for you will get better, and I assure you with confidence. Yes, we have about our love so true. We made it, that's for sure. We stuck together like glue. We'll start out telling the world what love is all about. Telling the world what love is all about, and we'll show the world what we are made of. We have stood together all throughout the tough and the good times. We have conveyed this message to all who listened. Love will conquer all, the most powerful of all. Love will fall out in the icy heart and steal the heart and soul. Love will make you stand tall and be proud. Love displays no restriction. Love is caring and sharing. Love adores a warm heart. Listen to our prediction. Love is here to stay forever and more. Love, like a star, will guide you the right way. If it's true love, you will not go astray. If it's true love, you will not go astray. You'll never be tempted, no matter what. Love is loyalty, honesty, and ray of sunshine. Love is a two-way street. Not one way. To me, love is awakening to a new kind of level in your life where you are valuing and savoring each moment you share as husband and wife. Love accepts who you are as a mortal and as a couple, not expecting you to change. Love is awesome and the portal to your heart and soul. So let us renew our love for one another and let's toast. We're meant to be. Now let me check that roast. We're meant to be. Now let me check that roast. For feeding your man is a bridge between the stomach to heart. I'll do my utmost to make you proud, and I won't make a scene. Instead, I'll reach over and quietly kiss your welcome hot lips with my desired lips. For I want to feed our desires too. This is the way to man's heart and our tips to secrets of pure love in paradise. We will share to all the world, so listen. Let me lure you, seduce you, and entice you into our bed as your eyes glisten. Never lose hope. We will have our domain, for this day we'll be together again. For this day we'll be together again. Let's be patient. Just keep hanging in there. Remember this. Our love will always reign. Number one in our lives. We'll shed a tear 
a lot of tears, and that's okay, for we miss each other very much. Never give up. We can handle all catastrophe that comes our way, and we, my love, have lived through it all, and we made it, and stretching love. Without true love, there would be no us. God has given you and I a blessing of pure love, happiness, making no fuss. We'll never go wrong. God is here to stay. Tomorrow will be better. We made headway. Tomorrow will be better. We made headway. Now it's almost time for you to come home to me. Let's celebrate. What a joyous day that will be. Oh, music, please. That will do. Oh, look. Heaven opened this door, bringing our angels to us. Cheer with you and I. Listen, listen. The angels are singing. He's coming home. He's coming home. Oh, my, the moment we've been waiting for so long. Dream, our dream turning into reality. Get your guitar. Come and sing me a song. Song of you and I, and you will be free. The night is almost gone. Now let's count sheep. It's almost two in the morning. Can't sleep. The end. That was beautiful. That was so beautiful, Noreen. Thank you. Such an incredible love story and so still ongoing. Yes. You know? Yes. I'll never stop loving him, and I'll always be in love with him for the rest of my even even when I pass away, even when I go to heaven, I'll be... Well, of course, because he's still loving yes. you. I mean, his body wore out. Our bodies wear out. That's what happens. Yes. We can't, you yes. know, we can't stop that. That's organic. No. Nope. You know, right. but they never leave us. Right. You know, the body, the organic body does, but they never leave us. Gary would never leave you on your own. You know nope. he's with you. You know he's loving you. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's a love story ongoing, and you guys just... Mm-hmm. You know, you're an inspiration to me. I love you guys so much. Yes. And I appreciate you. Okay, okay thank you. And we appreciate you, too. <laughs> you're very welcome. Do you want to read one more, honey? Okay. Um, uh, I got a um, uh, a haiku. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's called I a almost gift. burped. I was so excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's that would have been fun gift. and professional, huh? <laughs> called A Death Crushed Our Dreams. A death crushed our dreams of growing old together. Death, my enemy, the end. That was an angry day. Yes. And we have those, lots of those. Yes. Noreen, that was beautiful. Now, you've got some really fun stuff going on with your radio show and the things that you're doing. Will you please tell everybody about all that? Okay, um, for um, have a uh, chat with poet Noreen. Well, I did um, um, one, two, uh, five shows I think already. Wait, first one was Bill Peters. Second one is Craig Kirkland. Third one was Star Severon, and oh, the fourth one was um Robbie, and uh, Robbie Mateko. Okay, he's the fourth one. So, and this okay, and I have where I get um a poet. Or um, maybe a musician too who wants to sing too, and um and bring you on in the show and I do the interview, and then um you read your poetry or do your music whatever your talent is, and then anybody in the audience can ask questions they'll put it down in the um in in the in the um chat 
and make a comment and let us and ask questions. That's awesome. Yes, I am doing it. I heard you were going to have Constantine on. Yes, I have. Um, I'm going to have to get, ask him. I already um asked him that um I want him come on too, Constantine. Mm-hmm. And I want Constantine, but there's no date on him yet. But for um d- d- uh, coming up in August, Michael Rothenberg. And um then okay, that's for um August. And then in October, I'm going to have it on the Monday. Um, have it on the Monday for October because I'll be going to my sister's for the week, for you know, for my birthday. I, but then I might change my mind because um, I don't know. I want to go, but what well, if Gary? Come, I, I don't want to leave Gary. Gary's right here with me, and I don't want. I'm so scared to leave. <laughs> but oh, hey, I you can't do that. Just though. take him with you. You know, okay, what would he, he tell you? Me. If he were there yeah, right now, he would say, get your pants up, get your shoes on, girl, and get out that door and let's go have a life. Take him yeah. with you. Don't leave him home. That's up okay, to you. Okay, go with me then. Yeah, he'll be he with me. He can go with you. We went through this yes. last year. Remember the exact same yes. thing? And, and I, I told did, you, and I go through the house and find something that's his and put it in your pocket and take it with you and take him yes. with you. But get out of the okay. house. I did for Christmas, though. I remember, and I gotta see. I gotta see our old house where we used to live when we when we were kids, and and guess what? I found out. I I said, you all must be a poet. She said, uh, I'm a writer and he's an artist because way they had the living room. I said, wow. We they even they heard me and Kim, my sister talking in front there because it looked different, and they invited. They was on the front porch and invited us in, and we didn't actually go all over. The, we just went in the living in the living room right there. Oh my God, that'd be a a, a a dream for a writer's or a poet's dream because they had books all, like a, against a wall, making it as a as a wall. It was awesome. It is, and I mean that. I mean what I said, Noreen. Okay. Don't okay. sit in the house all the time. Find something that represents mm-hmm. the two of you. I mean, you already have it on your hand, which is your wedding ring, right? Right, right. I got that. Yes. Yeah, so do you think there's ever a time you walk out of that house where he's not there with you? He's always with me. In that ring. Okay, so you're not leaving him. You're not leaving him behind. He's not in in the house, honey. He's in you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if you walk down the street. I don't care if you just go sit out in the yard, go over to your sister's for your birthday, be around people that love you. You know, let him see you smiling and be happy because that's what's going to make him smile and be happy. If yes. he thinks of you sitting in the house all the time, that's not going to make him happy, and you know that. Yeah, I know. He would he would be putting you over his lap and paddling your pretty little bottom <laughs> for such things. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> 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 oh, Noreen, I love you, honey. We love okay. you both and, so much. And, and we love you, too, and thank you and very much. And we are much. all proud of you, all of us, Gary, too, all of us. We are all okay. proud of okay. everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. You're oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you said you'll come on the show in the fall. Did you want to do it in, in, in November? I think that's the fall, right? <laughs> That's the fall. Let me. I would need to know what date and stuff like that. 
because okay. I, I'm, I'm really crazy through October, and then okay. things should settle down for me in November. Um, okay, November. So, you know, um, November through January sometime 29th? would be great. November 29th. What day of the week is that? That's on the Tuesday. And I'm going to tentative, I'll tentatively say yes. Okay. Let's let's okay. double confirm that in October, just to okay. just to make sure. Okay. 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 And I'll make sure you. Okay. And then I have for April. I have um, uh, Bob McNeil. He sent me a message last night, and um, on, on Facebook said he wanted to be on there on the show too for April. I said, sure, that'd be an honor. That would be great. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. 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 That's very cool. All right, Miss Noreen. Okay. Have and, and then you can everyone. also find. Oh, yeah. And then you can also find our uh, our books on Amazon dot com, and then you can um. But find um, us on Gary and Noreen Snyder uh, dot Wix dot com slash poetry, and then you can find um Gary on Facebook dot com, um Reverb dot com, poetry dot com, no poetry dot com, and you can also um find me on um um. Um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com. And you can also find find us, both of us, on um, KO-FI.com, front slash um, Gary and Noreen. And, and I'm working on another project, too, is on calendars. I'm putting our poetry on there, and, and I already got... Um, uh, three orders already. My sister is the first one, my, and my brother is the second one. And there's a woman who's a um, receptionist at my um, dermatologist's office. She wanted to buy one too. So um, oh, cool. I got three orders already. That is cool. I'll be putting poetry, and my sister will be customized. But my brother will be what? Um, he 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 is not going to be customized. So if anybody wants to buy one, it'll be for 2023. And it'll be uh, customized, and I'm still working on it, so I haven't set a price for it yet. I have to I figure want that an out. Autographed, after. I want an autographed book. Okay, okay. I got a whole bunch of them. I got all. <laughs> um, I do. Um, I got um, one, two, four, five of them here, and all, and I got a whole bunch of them. That would be that would be the coolest treasure ever. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Noreen, really am proud of you. All of us are, like I said, for everything that you've been doing, for the the things that you've been doing to reach out to your poetic community and uplift people and inspire them and share them and just beautiful, beautiful, selfless acts of love you are committing. And it just warms my heart to see you so busy. Thank you, and then it's, it's good to get people, you know, get you know these poets, different poets, and even musicians, you know, you know, get them out there, and and get them to to and get everybody to know. To look look at Robbie, he gained a fan from having a show. Max Lynette, a poetess, said, "You're I'm your fan now." <laughs> so he gained I've a fan. I've got an idea. So, 
Yes. In November, instead of interviewing me, okay, let's do a chat with Noreen. But I'm chatting with you and interviewing you. <laughs> okay. Because that's important. People should know why you're doing what you're doing, how you got there, what it means to you. I mean, they have to know what their what their hearts in for them to become emotionally attached to it. You know, mm-hmm. let them let them meet you, let them hear why this is important to you, why they're special to you, all of that stuff. Let me interview you instead of you interviewing me. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Are you good with that? Okay. Yeah, I'll be good with that. Yeah, I'm I'm much more comfortable with that too. <laughs> okay. 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 So yeah, I'll come on and I will interview you. But I don't have I don't have don't you have to have a camera? Um you can use a uh, cell phone, I think. Um because you can also um um, it said you all could also put, uh, rec- have recording. They don't have to see your face or anything. But um, you have to. Um, but um, I don't know if you can use a cell phone. But for me having a show, it told me uh, um, I had to. It said it worked better without Wi-Fi. With um, sort of yeah, regular yeah, Wi-Fi service. because it's 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 a um, a hardwired connection is a lot better. So I would use my computer and stuff to call in. And my land, because yes. I have a landline that I use. Yes, um, yes. But I would use that as opposed to using my cell phone, which I don't even know where it is half the time. But I have no, com- okay. I have no camera on my computer, but it's my most yes, stable that's connection. What, that, that's what I use. The, the, I have a camera on the on the laptop on the computer. Yeah, I don't. I have that's a big. What, I, I'm. I still have my big dinosaur PC. I love my PC. I'm not into the tablets or the cell phones or the, you know, I I want my brick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll see if I can figure out a way to do. I've just never had a cam hooked up to my PC before, so I'll figure that out. Okay. I'll see if okay. I can figure that out. Okay. 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 Oh, I'm excited now. I get to interview you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Okay. That'll be that'll be an honor. Okay, Noreen. Okay. Robbie, I have a spare cam, Nyla. <laughs> oh no, she has an idea. He says it okay. happens. It happens, Robbie. <laughs> All right. All right, Noreen. Thank you so much okay. for sharing with us tonight. Appreciate you so much. And if you guys didn't check Robbie's feature with Noreen, make sure you do that. It was awesome. Yeah, because you can see the archives. You can see the archives on 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 my page, or on the Poetry Club, or on YouTube. But it's probably be easier to go to YouTube because on 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 um on my page in the Poetry Club, well, you had to scroll way down there to find it. He says, "When I mean, when you have ideas, the world swirls." I kind of like that. <laughs> wow. I kind of like that thought, Robbie. Okay, I'll let you know when I have all my ideas. All right, Noreen, I love you. I will okay. talk to you next okay. week, right? Oh, yes, I'll t- I'll be there next week. And we, we love you, too. Okay. All right, honey, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right, so I want to let Granville know 
that you are not in the lineup. I've been 919 Granville. If you would like to come on and talk to me, my love, you need to press 1 so I know it's okay to unmute you. I don't want to unmute you and find out that you're in the shower and singing opera and cooking dinner and, and you know. So, 919. 919. All right, I am going to, I'm having issues here. I am having issues. It's one of those nights, one of those fun, awesome nights where everything just goes a little bit haywire. So I think I'm going to play an audio track while I see if I can figure out again what's going on here because I don't have a button to unmute right now. So... That's always fun. Let's play a piece. Who haven't we heard from in a while? Let's do... Ooh, I like Cinnamon Hearts. Let's do Cinnamon Hearts. And it is Dai Divina. I call you at 3 a.m. to tell you that I love the way your nose wrinkles when you laugh. I call you to tell you, you're my emergency contact. I'm sorry if that scares you, but I think it's really sweet, and also I need to make sure you can fulfill these duties. You call me little weirdo. It doesn't hurt my feelings, though, because I know it's true. Like how you say I always give you puppy dog eyes after I've done something horribly dramatic. It's not melodrama, it's strategy. And I can't help it if my eyes remind you of puppies, even if calls come on the way they shit all over everything when they get really excited. I do that sometimes, sorry. You make me so excited. You're like eating peanut butter toast at 3 a.m. in bed, except even sexier. When I get to taste you in my bed at 3 a.m., I don't mind that there's little morsels of you left all over my sheets, so I'll save them for later. I know, I kiss you like I'm searching for cotton candy in your throat. I can just climb in there and wait for it to melt all over me. Your sweetness stuck in my teeth and left me smiling for days. After that morning, you climbed up my bed so softly, so as not to wake me, and you tiptoed into the kitchen so you could fart and I wouldn't hear you. I was awake, so I heard you. But it's cool. Everyone says that farts are the person they love are the cutest thing ever. They're all lying. That's impossible. But your farts really are the cutest thing ever. And I swear, I can hear them crying a little because they have to leave their sweet home inside your body. I know how they feel. In my next life, I want to be an organ of yours so I can live somewhere in between your heart and the other parts of you I never want to have to crawl out of. I could be your kidneys or your spleen. When I was in the hospital because my spleen was so enlarged, the doctor said it could be a result of one of my other organs being in overdrive, and I said, in all seriousness, my heart has grown about four times larger lately because there's this human who planted honeysuckle in my ventricles and then watered it with sunbeams, so it's growing so fast I can barely keep track of who I was without them and for another. I know it's not technically an organ, but my sex life has gone into overdrive lately, Doc, and maybe that's it. She said that's probably not it. I probably just have esophageal reflux disease, which is not as exciting, but fine with me, because when I told you that, you said, poor thing, took me the ice cream shop, and then we boned all night like esophageal reflux disease might kill me by morning. You made me so hot that night I thought the fire on your lips might kill me by morning. Your mouth always tastes like cinnamon hearts. I've decided never to ask why so I can go on believing it's magic. Just like I never asked why I always find sparkles all over all our sex toys. You're like a unicorn. Except I don't have to brush your mane but I get to ride you all night through the stars while they cheer for us. I have never done anything before that was worthy of the stars applause, but I notice that when I'm with you, they tip their hats to me and they wink at me. I think I'm good at you. 
even if I'm not, the way you look at me makes me feel like I am. I don't want a good job. I just want your lips all up on my face like a sex of us, and then suckers and stuff to a scuba diver's mask. That's right. You're like peanut butter toast and a cephalopod. You said it's my poems that make you melt, but I'm starting to have doubts about that. I'm thinking maybe it's my hot bod or my smooth talk, and if not that, maybe it's the way we sit together like pork and apples. I'll be the pork, because you're the apple of my eye. I don't know why I say shit like that. I resist that statement. I resist that statement. You're more like the apple that fell on Newton's head. Kind of painful when you dropped into my heart, but you made me realize how fucking awesome gravity is because you made me fall so deep into you, I suddenly found myself spelunking in your entire being. Dear Daddy, I just wanted to thank you for looking after me so well, even though I'm not yet born. I know you already try harder than Superman. You won't even let Mommy eat sushi. But I need to ask you a favor. Warning. It's about boys. Because, you see, I will be born a girl. Which means that by the time I'm 14, the boys in my class will have called me a whore, a bitch, a cunt, and many other things. It's just for fun, of course. Something boys do. So you won't worry. And I understand that. Perhaps you did the same when you were young, trying to impress some of the other boys. I'm sure you didn't mean anything by it. Still, some of the people won't get the joke. And funnily enough, it isn't any of the girls. It's some of the boys. So by the time I turn 16, a couple of the boys will have snuck their hands down my pants while I'm so drunk I can't even stand straight. And although I say no, they just laugh. It's funny, right? If you saw me, Daddy, you would be so ashamed. Because I'm wasted. No wonder I'm raped when I'm 21. 21 and on my way home in a taxi driven by the son of a guy you went swimming with every Wednesday. The guy who always told insulting jokes. But they were, of course, only jokes. So you laughed. Had you known that his son would end up raping me, you would have told him to get a grip. But how could you know? He was just a boy, telling weird jokes. And in any case, it wasn't your business. You were just being nice. But his son, raised on these jokes, becomes my business. Then finally, I meet Mr. Perfect. And you're so happy for me, Daddy, because he really adores me. And he's smart, with a great job, and all through the winter he goes cross-country skiing three times a week just like you. But one day he stops being Mr. Perfect. And I don't know why. Wait, am I overreacting? One thing I do know, I'm not the victim type. I'm raised to be a strong and independent woman. 
But one night it just felt too much for him, with work and the in-laws and the wedding coming up. So he calls me a whore, just like you called a girl in middle school a whore once. Then another day, he hits me. I mean, I'm way out of line. I can really be a bitch sometimes. But we're still the world's greatest couple, and I'm so confused because I love him and I hate him, and I'm not sure if I really did do something wrong. And and then one day he almost kills me. It all goes black. Even though I have a PhD, a fantastic job, I'm loved by my friends and family. I'm well brought up, and nobody saw this coming. Dear Daddy. This is the favor I want to ask. One thing always leads to another. So please stop it before it gets the chance to begin. Don't let my brothers call girls whores. Because they're not. And one day some little boy might think it's true. Don't accept insulting jokes from weird guys by the pool. Or even friends. Because... Behind every joke, there is always some truth. Dear Daddy, I know you will protect me from lions, tigers, guns, cars, and even sushi without even thinking about the danger to your own life. But dear Daddy, I will be born a girl. Please do everything you can so that that won't stay the greatest danger of all. Absolutely love that piece by Dabina. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code. If I can get this one unmuted. Cross your fingers, everybody. 832. 832, are you with me? Wilma, you were able to get on. Yes, yes. My, oh, well, I did not charge my, my cell phone, but it's good now. I can speak. Awesome. How is everyone doing? We are doing um, wonderful. It's been a fantastic night, and I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Um, the poem that I just heard, part of it, is so touching and moving. And I want to, you know, not only congratulate the person who wrote it, the, uh, the poet, but also support that we are all here. You're not alone. We are all here, and every moment we are being born again. So. hmm it's all, although it feels like, you know, we need to go for a new life or new things, but every second our mind is reborn. Not only that, even physically we are being reborn every three months because every set of cell in our body is being reborn every three months. So, including our hair, it's everything. So, we are new every day, every moment. And we should believe in ourselves, and we are all here to support each other. Beautiful, beautiful words. And the poem that I read last time, I just wrote it for fun kind of thing, but the ending part, I did not really mean it that way. So I thought I had to rewrite it, and I rewrote the whole thing again, just that last part. So if it's okay, I can read that particular poem. Okay. And Please, yes. It's, yeah, uh, it's uh, Plain Old Traditions is the title of the poem. He was pent up on marrying her. 
I just want to marry only her, he said. His people were unhappy, mother wept, and sisters-in-law couldn't see her suffering. He didn't care for horoscopes, nor clan, or sub-clan, or kin. I don't care. I want to marry her. That's all that matters. Bride's parents and relatives, in fact, told the chivalrous girl that it is okay, as they say, find someone or be someone's. Love of life or reason to be. Long time later, he tells her, after her kids had all grown up and married, that the reason he wanted to have her for his wife was, since she spoke so sophisticated, as though she paid no attention to his words. She said, pardon? When he said something that was different from her language, he decided then and there to teach her what it caused. To not pay attention when he said, to have her bound in a marriage and take his liberty with him. No questions need be asked why she is what she is today, no matter how much he rationalizes in holding her back, her creativity, her knowledge, her verbal abilities, despite all she said. He is who is taking care of her and he would show her to open up and show her creativity. If one thing closes, he shows 10 other ways as abilities for her to be self-sufficient, tolerant, understanding, and forgiving, despite him saying all the things that could have offended her for the rawness. That just made it clear to her why he married her. She to him may be anything, yet it cannot be called a um, well, it's still needs to be edited. It, it, can, it cannot be called a relationship of respect or love alone. It may be superior to that. That he's a person who just wants to be loyal to his ego and feels life is miserable if it is ever hurt. So they are married till this day. As she knows in his heart, he is not yet liberated from his ego, for ego is him, H with a cat, or need for dominance. Praying every minute to forget the time and keep going as brightly, brilliantly as ever. Thankful for all the things in life, always. And for. Wow. That was a powerful one, Uma. Thank you, Naila. You are very welcome. Yeah, it had a different connotation last time when I read it out. Mm-hmm. But I, it hurt me very much, so I had to change it back. And I'm feeling peaceful with myself as well as the poem. And it needs a little more tweaking here and there, and except that it's good. I mean, I it's think- not good as good is. But it is as good as I can present it. That's what I mean. It it is really, really well done. I am absolutely impressed. And I'm just, I don't know. You know when you go on an amusement park ride and you like the roller coaster and your stomach gets that feeling in it? (laughs) 
that's kind of the feeling it makes me feel hearing that because there's so much of it that is so emotional it and, is, but, and just yeah. out of your control. Right. Well, um, it's what it is. I can say nothing about it. So I'm going to work more on this and come back with more of my poems next week. And I'm going I am to be so glad you got through tonight. Soon. You're what? I'm going to be visiting my mom soon. That'll be fun, yeah. right? Yep, right. I'm jealous. You guys are going to sit around and be eating fantastic food and painting each other's <laughs> hands. And <sighs> Well, my mom can't cook so much now. And my health doesn't permit me to eat as much as I want or whatever I want. So we're all limited by our limitations. But then at least I get to see everyone back there and or whoever I can see I meet. I would and it would be fun going on, going around and coming back. So You know what I would love and to do? Mm-hmm. I would love to go on a cruise with you. Just you and me, just girls. Maybe pick up Noreen up a couple of the other girls and just go on a cruise. No boys. And we should call it as, uh, you know, Nyla Cruise. (laughs) Unruly (laughs) Women is what it's going to be. It's going to be the Unruly Women Cruise. We should do that. Hopefully be awesome. (laughs) That would be fun. All right, my beautiful, beautiful girl, tell everyone how they can find you. These poems are right now on My Poetry by umapochampali.blogspot.com. And I have two or three books that I have had them published, and many of my poems have come in the blurb blurb publication by Brian Dixon. Uh, And they are all anthologies of different types, like um, spring and all those things, seasons and feelings or whatever. A lot of them, and I'm going to make a list of it and read it next time. Please forgive me for my ignorance. And um, other than that, Blurb also has published my poetry book, my very first poetry book in English. It's called A Few No a Sunset Sail on a Moonlit Night, and this was edited by Mr. Brian Dixon G for me, and it has a cover page of my painting that I made that can match with the poems and there is that poem of the title too and I love that poem. I hope you love it too and it's available also on um, it's available online as as a I think it can be downloaded as an ebook. I don't know but definitely as you can order it when you go to blurb.com and then another one is on amazon.com it's, it's called a few poems from my heart. It's not so professionally done, but it definitely has a few poems from my heart. So if you can forgive my editing bad skills, you can read that. And the other one is a beautiful book, which uh, Banguri Publications have uh, published it for me. Banguri um, Association, or rather Telugu, you know, I'm sorry, Andy. Um, Bengali Foundation of America has published it, and it's called um, Bum, 
വർഷിച്ചവേ നീലി മേഘമ മീൻസ് ഉദാ ക്ലൗഡ് മേയുടെ And it's available on kinige.com. It's a e-publication in Telugu language. Ta-da! Perfect. Perfect. All right, Uma. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And we'll talk to you next week. We will. <laughs> and awesome. thanks a lot for all of you for waiting. I'm sorry for my... ignorance in not charging my cell phone in time. No, 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 no. We're we're human. That happens. We just we bumble okay. through our lives together and that's perfectly perfect. Okay. All right. All right, honey. Okay. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Sure. Bye-bye. Thank you. See you all. All right. You guys have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show the Sandbank. I'm actually closing the show tonight with a piece by Audrey Michelle called I Can't Baby. We will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Felt feet as kick. Body altered over mind. Adapted pregnant state. Loved her since a set of pink lines appeared on a magic mystery wand. Maternity clothing draped sadly in the closet. Ate to be worn for the full third trimester. In dreams, she cries to me. Hold me, Mommy. Can't baby, her eyes green, like mine, always full of tears, like mine, a vacancy left behind, drowned in hollowness, there were no cries, I'd see no man sleep, I can't baby, sometimes I still feel her kiss.